What if I told you it's actually tea time? Tea time. Tea time. It's tea time, baby. Tea time, baby. Tea time, yee. It's actually the time for tea. Tea time? Well, beloved. Tea time. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, now we're recording. So all that was bullshit. <laughs> all, that was, all that was bullshit before. Um, it is now, what is it? It's November 13th still. We got that. And then it's 4-13. Um, so I got Brian with me. Go ahead. And, if you want to make any revisions to your introduction. Uh, my name is Brian, a current UCF master's student for computer science. And I play a lot of Destiny and a lot of Overwatch 2. I actually, um, I don't know if you keep up with Destiny. But they have these nice. raids that come out, and imagine like a six-person escape room, mm. and whenever they release these raids, people will literally race, um, and they call it world's first race, and people will race to see who can finish this raid first. Mm. So people literally sit there and like problem solve and like practice with teams and stuff. Oh, shit. So yeah, it's like weirdly intense, and... I think every time I've done it, it's I've streamed for like fifteen hours, sixteen hours. Oh, sh you and stream? Like, you got yeah, like Twitch a little bit. I mean, sixteen hours stream. That seems like no yeah, joke. Um, <laughs> I don't get a lot of people to watch, but like my friends find it fun that I'll stream sometimes mm. when we're playing. So like, just for shits and giggles, we have to edit out a lot of stuff because we have a lot of gamer humor. Mm, yes, the gamer humor is very <laughs> kosher. I don't. Mm. But mm. we, um, I think. I have three day one completions. So there's world first. So whoever finishes it first in the world gets like the company literally gives you a belt, like a WWE type of belt. Really? That's yeah. And like you get your team's names on it and stuff. And it's like the only one in the world. So it's super unique. And you also, or if you complete it within 24 hours, you get like a special emblem. Like, look, mm -hmm. I did this shit. And you can like flex on other people or whatever. So I think the first day one I did, I finished top 2000 another one i did i finished top 4000 and then this most recent one i think i finished top 3000 so like it's super nerdy i mean yeah i mean but, that seems like how many people play destiny like it's um, gotta be millions right yeah at least millions of people when witch queen came out last year i think the pre-orders surpassed easily like a million maybe even 10 million pre-orders and like there's like 160 to 200,000 like daily players so uh. like People make fun of it for being a dead game all the mm. time. And the company that makes it is Bungie, so, like, they made the original Halo. Mm. Um, and it's, like, number six on Steam for, like, the most played game. So, like, people are like, it's a dead game. Because, like, sometimes people hate content droughts. And yeah. they're like, yeah, this game is shit. And, like, the PvP is awful. Like, the usual shit people say about games. I mean, I don't... They, like, we're coming into a weird mode with games where it's not like you have to buy a new game every, you know, every year or whatever. Like, Call of Duty... Like, okay, one, it wasn't changing before, but now, like, I don't even know why they're going to re-release. Like, they should just update it kind of like Fortnite now. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Fortnite's kind of changed the game. But, like, it seems like, yeah, with Destiny, with Fortnite, like, kind of with Overwatch, I don't know if you want to get in the whole, like, Overwatch 2 just re-releasing just for the Battle Pass or, like, that kind of setup. But, like, games, I don't, they, like, you could just add updates now or, I guess, pay for the update. But, like, it doesn't seem like you need to buy a whole new game anymore. Like, Destiny 2, I don't see why. Or they made that, though, didn't they? Isn't that, like... Yeah, they... So, they had Destiny 1. It came out, like, 2014. And then they released Destiny 2 in, like, 2016, something around that time. And they were owned by Activision at the time. Mm. And Activision was like, all right, we're going to have 
like three, four year cycle releases. Bungie didn't like that. Split from the company, had like a whole fiasco or whatever. Mm. And then they decided that they're just going to keep updating Destiny. So like they'll literally like each update, they'll like revamp the graphics a little bit. They'll fix things throughout the year. Mm. Um, They'll revamp a bunch of systems. And it's kind of nice. Like there's certain issues that are like always there just because it's, the game's been there for so long and it's just a bunch of code that you can't really change. Mm-hmm. But they, like, try their best. And they'll, I think before a release, they'll bring the game down for, like, two days. And they'll just put in all the work. And then when the expansion drops, it feels like the game got, like, a facelift. It's mm. kind of cool. So it's kind of like what they do with Fortnite. Okay. Yeah, I wonder, like, because World of Warcraft comes comes to mind. Just because, like... I think like that that game's kind of got. I don't know if you've ever played World of Warcraft. I haven't personally. I haven't either. But I know a lot of the games I play are like inspired by World of Warcraft. In like the open open world kind of open world, the raiding, the MMORPG mm. like aesthetic. Have you played? Um, oh, what's that free one? I want to say it's like War something War Thunder War Warframe. Yeah, Warframe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that like also one of your? How much time do you spend? Like, would you say? I <laughs> hours. I have like thousands of hours in Destiny. It's to the point where I. There's this guy. His name is Icy Nip Seven. He's like a spicy nineteen year old. He says mm. a lot of a lot of slurs <laughs> over the mic, and he. So there's a bunch of separate raids mm. in the game, and um, like I said before, it's like six player co op. You go through like different um different rooms and there's like either a boss or like a mechanic there's some kind of goal that you need to do Mm. um and goals to beat like the final boss super cool get cool guns um so this guy has perfected um this one raid deepstone crypt Mm. he has eight thousand clears of this raid a raid normally takes around 40 minutes if you have a really good team Uh could take like two plus hours if you're teaching somebody because you physically have to learn and people get like assigned roles and stuff mm. it's exactly like an escape room yeah okay so it's more than just like like because call of duty is like completely independent that's that's what yeah. i used to play so i, I teamwork is not i don't do that you like know? if someone like, messes up too that. bad and the team doesn't recover you will wipe and you will have to it's like when you die in a call of duty mission you get reloaded back to a checkpoint mm. you get put back at the beginning of the mission oh okay so you can get really fucked over by you your can teammate. get super fucked over and if someone's like purposely throwing you could be there for hours and not even know mm. so this guy um takes like 40 hours to t- or 40 hours ugh, 40 minutes to two hours mm. to finish an encounter or to finish an entire raid. This guy has an entire raid, and there's, like, people who speedrun. He's got it down. I think his fastest run is, like, 11 minutes and 47 seconds. I've finished raid... I finished it in 14 minutes with, like, a team that, like, speedruns it regularly, and I speedran with them a couple times. Mm. This guy has, I think, if you count... There's a website that counts up all the hours you've spent inside individual raids. Mm. He's spent, I think, a third or two-thirds of a year in that raid holy shit yeah he's number one in the world for that many clears i mean i would hope so yeah and it's insane he's an asshole he's such an (laughs) asshole um and like he'll he's like messaged me when i'm playing with my friends he's like you want to run deep sun crypt i'm like i'm just kind of vibing and playing with my friends he's like okay bye Mm. just won't message me for a couple days and then he'll pop back up and he's like i need somebody i was like i need to go take a piss they're gonna go run this real quick and it's like god damn like being with them they'll literally like we're going to run this raid 
till like six in the morning and they'll literally swap people in and out oh like a fucking like people working shifts it's so weird oh and that's for like a new raid coming out or that's just one they've been doing one that's been out um it came out like why are they doing it just to farm it a lot of people like to do things in destiny just for the flex just for like i i got in my emblems just to flex on people like i flex on my friends all the time and like if i join a raid group i'll put on my day one emblem and people it's kind of like really gatekeepy where it's like there are people who are like if you don't know how to do a raid they don't even want to fucking teach you mm. like they don't want anything to do with you yeah they don't want to teach you they don't want to spend that time yeah um so i'll put on the emblem and they don't even question me though they're just like oh you're good at the game and i'm like yeah Oh, so it's just instant respect. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's literally like a badge of honor. Like, that's... Damn. Th- that kind of culture. Like, I haven't really gotten into it, but it seems so deep. Like, so much time and so much, like... I'd, like, it's a whole world... Like, oh, like the finding your friends online like that. Like, you have... Do you have, like, a whole social community where, like, you've never met any of these people in mm-hmm. person? I've, I, it's gotten to the point where I join... So, like, my name on, like, a bunch of my socials and in-game is just Yoshi. My Xbox gamer tag used to be DJ Black Yoshi. I used to watch Super Mario Logan, and he had a Black Yoshi. Mm. And I was like, oh, DJ Black Yoshi, that's fucking cool, I guess. <laughs> so I made that my tag, and people are like, are you black? And like, I'm, I mean, I'm dark. But are you black? And I've literally joined groups, and people, like, make the Yoshi sound. And they're like, can you make the Yoshi sound? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but I, I've joined, like, other, they call them LFG. So they have a Discord like the game doesn't have a looking for group system mm-hmm. um and that's what lfg stands for looking for a group of people to mm-hmm. like raid with or do something and they don't have an in-game oh. um system for it and they're implementing it soon but right now you join a discord with like thousands of people including streamers and youtubers mm. and they're just in there and you make a post it's like i'm looking for me and my friend are looking for four dudes to do a raid join up whatever do the raid um and there's like a lingo for it it's like kwtd know what to do Mm. have 10 plus clears have 25 plus clears um so i've literally joined lfgs and people are like oh i recognize your name and i'm like i don't remember you bro i don't remember you i've had people message me on like friend groups and you could like join clans or whatever and i've had people like message me and be like hey i heard you like um, running raids with your friends can you let me in and we'll help you or can you help me out i've never cleared this raid before mm. i literally raided with a dude and one of my roommates i got him into destiny recently and one of his first few raid experiences it, i have like f- 500 raid completions and like top two percent of the game or whatever mm. and my friend had like 10 at the time so i'm running through um the deep sun crypt raid or whatever and there's this guy who joins and he's like talking kind of funny and um like being a little awkward and he's messing up a couple times but i'm just like i like teaching people i, don't know, I like mm. nurturing people and being like i don't like shitting on people that yeah. hard. unless i'm playing pvp then i'll <laughs> shit on people but if i if it's like we're doing something cooperative i like to like talk to people and be like hey this is what you could do this is what you should be doing mm. um i don't like being super gatekeepy right and this guy was uh, we get through the end of the raid. It took us like an extra hour. Get through the end of the raid. Everyone else leaves the Discord, and this guy stays here. And he's like, I just wanted to thank you. I got into a car accident um, like a year ago, 
and I hit my head really hard, and my head has not worked the same since. And I used to play with these people, and they all stopped talking to me, so I don't really have friends anymore. And I join LFGs, and people kick me out because I'm like too slow or whatever. And you're the first person who hasn't kicked me out, and he added me as a friend, and I was like, wow. oh my god you just dumped all of that yeah and my my friend was there and this has happened to me at least once or twice but it's usually been someone who's like oh i'm autistic and i have like problems with like learning or like getting yelled at and like you didn't yell so i appreciate that i'm like okay cool but mm -hmm. this guy like just dumped this all on me and my friend was still in the call and he was like that was intense mm -hmm. and i'm like i mean it's like it's happened before but i mean yeah mm -hmm. and he's like I, I don't know how to respond to that. So I don't know. It, it just went a whole Destiny Two tangent. Yeah, but I mean it, that's that crazy. That whole though. like world is just weird. It's the same thing with Overwatch, and I don't know if it's the same with Call of Duty. But any of those like games where like ranks and like numbers and completions are a thing, people are like really into it. Mm. I don't think I'm in. I think I'm in the Overwatch Two LFG Discord, but that's about it. Yeah, and I have my own Discord server now, and I'm in other people's Discord servers where people just like farm raids mm. or like super sweaty people who are just like, yeah, let's raid and like super elitist people. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean that's uh, well because I'm thinking about it. Like when I, when I'm sitting in my room, like I'll look at my computer. I'll be like, that's like a thing in there, like something to do, but like if i want to be like outsider i want to like spread out or something i don't look at my computer as like a way to do that but it seems like it, like i don't want to speak for you but it's like when you see a computer it's not it's not just like a thing there it's like that's a whole world it's like whole it's world. bigger than like pretty much outside like you can go across the country you can go across the planet just through that computer and connect with all kinds of crazy motherfuckers. Like, the kind of shit you can find on the internet is... I mean, you must know. Like, it's fucked up. But, like, it, it's so expansive. It's, people have literally... So, one of my roommates... Two roommate stories. One of my roommates, we, we were in this guy with... Or we were in the clan with this guy. He, like, had a wife, but he didn't really talk to a lot of people in Destiny. And he really loved playing Destiny 1. Mm -hmm. And he was talking to my roommate. And he really wanted to play Destiny 1 with someone. And he, my roommate was like, oh, I don't have Destiny 1. I came in with Destiny 2. Uh, Yoshi brought me into it or whatever. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he sends him Destiny 1 and all the DLC. And he's like, I, I want to play with you. I want to play with someone. So, like, could you play with me? And I'm like, this guy, this guy was, like, at least 34, 35. Mm. And he just bought my roommate all of Destiny 1. And, like... It's, like, cheaper than it used to be, but I think it was at least, like, $100 for, like, all the DLC still. Yeah. And, like, you could only play it on um, Xbox One or 360. So he just bought him the entire game. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's let's play. And, like, he played a little bit with him because he's like, fuck, I feel bad. I don't want to be rude and yeah. not play with him. And so that happened. And then uh, I was really high with my roommates the other night. And we were talking about, like, online like experiences and like how back then like growing up knowing someone only virtually was like weird mm. and my roommate was like yeah i didn't play a multiplayer game till i was in like high school and we were like what the fuck do you mean and he's like i like call of duty lobbies i never experienced those and we we're like you never experienced oh. those and he's like yeah no so like my little brother has a friend who he, my brother is 19 now, and he met this kid when he was, like, 
10. So this kid's like 14 now. Mm. And my brother's 19. And my roommate thought it was weird. He's like, this kid's so much younger than you. And it's like, to my brother, it's like, yeah, but he's like my friend. Like, I met him online. They, mm. they play Roblox and Overwatch all the time. And, like, that was pretty much them growing up. And they don't really think anything of it. So, like, to him, it's weird. But to my brother, it's like, he's just someone I've known Yeah, online for so long. Yeah, and the like, age is taken out of it, kind of. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even see it. It's just, I don't know. It's wild. There's a dude who lives in Tampa. Mm. We raided with this dude for, like, three years. We never asked him where he lived. And it's like, oh, um, me and my friends, we all, like, obviously, we all live in Orlando. So, like, we all talk about, like, getting lunch nearby. And I think we mentioned, like, Universal once, and this guy was like, oh, like, studios? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm over by Tampa. And they're like, there's no shot. You're over by fucking Tampa. It's just the weirdest thing. And all that same clan, um, it was, like, half American and half British. Mm. Like, strict. It was it used to be a British-only clan. And they just, like, started adding a bunch of people from North America. Mm. So... Literally, like, it'll be, like, early as fuck for us, but, like, late as hell for them, mm. or, like, late as hell for us, and early for them, so we'll stay up late, and then they'd start getting on the game, and it's like, oh, good morning, guys, it's like, oh, hey, like, what's up, and that, um, like, they had accents, so, like, we assumed, but mm. then we found out, like, actually, so it's just a weird dynamic, and I've never met these dudes, but I've literally, like, had conversations like i've spent e like over the game easily have spent over like 50 hours with these dudes and it's just so surreal damn do you ever wonder like i mean it is like part of your life still like you know like you're gonna die this is part of your clock that you're spending on this like and i think a lot of people want to portray that as like oh you're wasting your life on video games which is like eh, like i kind of get that but like i don't know if it's social interaction like, I feel like it's different, like, because, you, you, like, I don't count the hours when I'm with my friends, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, that's not, I'm not wasting time if I'm hanging out with my friends. Like, I'm, that's, you know, that's, like, one of the best things to do with your time. So, it's like, would you say that's kind of the same, like, way you value it? It's like, it's not a waste of time, or, like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't think you would say it's a waste of time if you're spending so much time, but, like, I don't know. You want to... <laughs> I try to avoid thinking of it as a waste of time, because I feel like there's a lot of, like societal pressure still even though like being a gamer is like kind of like more mm. socially accepted especially with like a lot of youtubers and streamers kind of being a little bit more normalized than usual still like kind of yeah. weird to some people yeah, like i make money and they're like oh okay you can go ahead oh then that's yeah. fine but yeah like to me it's like i'm spending time with friends and like i won't like hop on the game or anything if it's not with my friends. I mean, I will a little bit. Like, I play Elden Ring. Mm. And I my friend recently convinced me to buy Cyberpunk when it was on sale. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just... I'll play through it. It's like a single-player-only game. Mm. And I haven't played through one of those in forever. And, yeah, I don't view it as a waste of time. I've definitely, like, sat there and I'm like, damn. I've, like, I've put hours into this stupid game. And, like, I'll never get that time back. But it's, like, the same thing with a lot of people kind of our age like early to like almost mid-20s where it's like i need to have my life like set up by now mm. i need to be doing this this and that or like oh i'm getting so old and i've literally like talked to professors or a lot of other people who are like yeah no like 30 young 40 young 50 still kind of like mm. young like if you take care of your body unless you like smoke yeah. cigarettes every day then eh, maybe you won't feel that young yeah but 
I've like tried to like change my perspective on it because like I've never viewed it negatively, and then like society has kind of been like you should like mm. like sitting around playing video games. That's like kind of lame. But, yeah, like, I, like it makes me happy, mm-hmm. and I'm spending time with my friends, and I'm making memories with my friends, and at the end of the day, that's like what makes me happy. So like, why wouldn't I, why would I stop that just because like society wants to make me feel like i'm wasting my time yeah i mean that seems like the best way to go about it like i i know i sometimes sit and have like i guess fomo which is not the same but it's it's kind of in that same vein of like oh i could be doing something better with my time Mm -hmm. but like i guess yeah if you just sit there and like you just do it and enjoy it it's like that's the purest thing you can do like don't like you don't got to worry about what other people are thinking you're like i want to do this i'm gonna do this like I'm happy, like, boom, that's all you need. Like, I don't know, you don't got to complicate it. You don't got to add any other ingredients. Like, but like, there it is. It's, it's simple. Like, I don't know. I've, that's something weird where, like, trying to find the thing where you can just, like, spend your time and be happy about it. Like, I, I've been trying to figure that out. So I'm kind of like, you know, it seems like you have that with video games. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, maybe you're making it, making it deeper than it is. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> definitely, a little. like, uh, when you have, like, so many hours and, like, have made so many connections and have, like, made so many memories, like, if it's something that you get all three of those out of, then, like, mm. I don't think it matters what you do, whether it's, like, playing sports, playing video games. Now, the only thing with video games I do have to, like, keep in mind, like, I have to make sure I get up, stretch, mm. move around. Like, I have to take care of my body. And there's been times where I've, like, felt sore. I've had, like, changed my setup. I was dealing with, like carpal tunnel syndrome oh like you have it in the wrists yeah, yeah and it was from like having bad ergonomics and like playing for like way too long or mm. like i don't know if you knew this but wrist pads are like bad for you or like wrist supports are bad for you really they're, they're meant for you to like support your hand for like a little bit to like take a break but like if you have pressure like on that like wrist area mm. um there's a nerve that goes through there that like connects to like all your fingers right mm. and if you're crushing that you're inflaming that muscle and it could lead to more serious problems down the line. Fuck. Bro, I thought I figured it out. I got the wrist pad, mouse pad. I was like, boom, that's done. Like, I'm, so I'm healthy now. If you're resting, like, um, so, like, the veiny part of your wrist, like, mm. above that, kind of like the start of your palm, if you're resting that, that's fine. Mm. And that's okay. Is that what you do? Yeah. But if you're, like, pressing down on it or like if your mouse or if you're using your mouse and you're like pressing down on that like veiny area and like using your mouse that is causing damage Mm. and like you probably won't feel it now but like over time and like i was starting to feeling it more because i spent a lot of time at my computer Mm. for class and like side projects and gaming so like i was starting to feel the effects a lot sooner so like i recently went to ucf saw a doctor and like saw a physical therapist and they were like all right you need to make these lifestyle changes you need to do these things and you need to be conscious of these things Mm. and like they weren't working at first but i kind of like kept with it because i was like my hands are gonna be fucked like Mm. like i was like it was starting to get to the point where like i'd be like doing like yard work or something like we have to do our own yard work at the house we rent at Mm. And, like, my hands would, like, start to cramp out a lot sooner than expected. It's like, I'm already an old dude. Like, I'm not going to be able to play video games. But, like, (laughs) the lifestyle changes have, like, started to, like... I started to see the benefits from the lifestyle Mm. change. It, like, took two weeks of me being, like, I have to suck up the pain. And I just have to keep up with, like... I had to, like, stretch my hands more often. Mm. Like, take a little, like, break. Because I'd be there for, like... I'd sit there for, like, five hours, just nonstop, like, playing Minecraft out of my mind with my friends. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, damn, my hands are sore as fuck. 
but like now that i take like a little bit more breaks and just a little bit more like conscious about like my setup it's gone a lot better mm. is that that is kind of curious like you spend like a lot of your time on the computer like that's kind of it's like it's your job and it's your hobby yeah so i have to make sure i do i have hobbies like i like picked up yoga i had a friend she was into nursing mm. kind of had a crush on her too um yeah and we um, like, yeah i'll do, do yoga oh, of course <laughs> yeah. we do yoga together yeah. but um after a while like she left and i was like i need to like do something and i just kept doing yoga mm. and like as lame as yoga sounds it's just, it, like it feels really good oh, for the yeah. body like, it's supposed to be like, great for you like. and like that mental clarity and like spending so much time on my computer and mm. on my phone mm. and like on discord and on the game it's like too much like dopamine to the head mm. and i'm like i need to do something i need to like disconnect for a little bit because like i don't know if you, you felt it but like that like too much social media or too much like technology or just too mm. much like of like something that was like simulate stimulating the hell out of your brain yeah. it makes you feel like really burnt out yeah you just like fucking like cloudy just like get it off like ugh. like it's like sometimes I'll just like go outside just to feel the sun on my skin. I'm like, I'm like, oh, like I'm outside. Thank God. Like, oh, there's wind. Like, it's, everything's calm. Like, I don't have to. Cause I always listen to like podcasts and shit, and mm-hmm. like, I always have my headphones on. So like sometimes I just need to take them off because I feel like it's like it's just too much. Like I can't. But I don't. I don't spend like I don't game like that. So I don't know. Like I waste a lot of time on YouTube though, and mm-hmm. like some of that is just like I'm watching a dude like cook potatoes like. Like, yeah, I mean, it might be useful one day, but, like, why Why am I doing this, you know? Like, kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm going to go outside. Like, I can't. And, like, the the time suck of it. Like, Oh, my God. Have Especially because the algorithm is so good. Are you? Okay, so do you TikTok? Do you have, like, a? Yeah. Uh, oh, how, how has that your experience been with that? Especially knowing. Like, I figure you know a little bit about, like, what goes on in the background of it. So, like, kind of, um, kind of, like, a brief idea. So, the principles of like coding are like data structures so it's just Mm. like i think the best way to describe a data structure is like a formula for doing something so like if you're going to figure out the radius of a circle or the area of a circle you're going to use three pi r squared to find it out it's like that but for coding it's like oh i need to um i need to make a list of um like a grocery list Mm. all right i'm gonna use an array which is pretty much just like a list but Mm. sideways i guess is the Mm. best way to describe it um so use that so tiktok probably and the same thing with youtube spotify any of these algorithms they use these things that are called like um tries Mm. and they're things that are like all right so you're watching this one video 1500 people also watched this video so there's a really good chance you'd like this video. Mm. And that's how they base it all off of. Mm. And it's like, okay, you watch this video. All right. You're watching this video on how to cook potatoes. All right. So six million people after watching this potato potato video watched um if it was like peeling potatoes, all right. Um how to um cook the perfect french fries Mm. and that's how it just keeps doing that and like there's algorithms that just do that really well yeah and it's like pretty much it's like all right they watch this video so you are probably 96 percent likely to either watch this video or watch this video and really enjoy it and watch it to the end Mm. that's why um if you hear youtube 
YouTubers talk about like watch time and like make their videos longer is because YouTube pays them more based off the watch time mm. and YouTube gets more information off that watch time. So it's just this big loop of the YouTubers are getting more money to give YouTube more data to mm. get you to watch longer. Yeah. And it's just an endless cycle. And the same thing with TikTok. Yeah. I mean, I like... I've heard like TikTok's algorithms more like I don't know predatory than YouTube's. I haven't interacted with it, but like I feel like, and I, personally, I think my YouTube algorithm is kind of like it drops off sometimes, and I have to like help it because like mm -hmm. there's things it forgets that I like, and like then I forget I like them, and then I see a video that I haven't seen in a while. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. Like, hey YouTube, like I'll go click through like five of their videos just to be like, show me more of this. Like, what are you doing? And then it'll like fix up. And then it, yeah, and then it starts popping up. But like same thing. Like I've tried to curate my Instagram algorithm to where I'm like, all right, I'm like liking motivational posts just so it keeps showing it to me. So I like open all my reels. I'll be like, you gotta get back to work. And I'm like, thanks reels. And then I put it back down or some shit like that. But like. I don't, it, it's weird how they can just like fuck with your brain like that. Like, like it, it just hooks you. Like I'll sit there and I'll be like, you know, I got to do work and I'll pull up my phone. And somebody sent me something. Oh, I'm on Instagram and I unconsciously just like, oh, I like, I'm just going to click it. And then I go and then it's like, oh, wow. Like, look at me do what I don't even know what the fuck they put. It's just dudes working out and then like motivational speeches overlaid mm -hmm. over it and, I'm, and it's only got like five likes i'm like why do you think i'm gonna like this but then i do like it but like that's another point but like but it I, shows I, you exactly what you want it knows it's like it knows but like oh, that's so fucky like are, are you worried about the, are you worried about computers in any way um at the moment i'm only i'm only worried about computers because of companies because companies are super like predatory and they just want your data mm. they want your data because they just want to sell you stuff like at the end of the day i don't think um i forgot what i was listening to but companies are just gonna use your data to sell you more stuff mm. and like google is gonna listen to you oh have you ever done the thing where like you like there's something you haven't looked up at mm. all and then you start talking about camping with your friends and then like you'll get an ad for like camping equipment have you ever done that oh yeah we've done oh, like yes. random stuff like like, I think, like, we're a bunch of guys, so, like, we don't get vibrators unless you're, like, weird or kinky. Mm -hmm. right? we, we don't judge. Yeah. But <laughs> we're like, okay, none of us would have vibrators in our search algorithm. So we just started talking about it with our phones out. And then we opened up Google, and then we got an ad for vibrators. Mm. And it's like, it fucking knows. See, it's like, where do you sign on for that? Because, like, I have, like, Instagram, I have it where everything is turned off. Like, it's not allowed to access my contacts. It's not allowed to do any of that. But I'll still get it where it pops up. It's like, oh, we found so-and-so in your contacts. And I look, and I'm like, they're turned off. Like, how the fuck did you know? Like, are you just, am I being lied to? Or, like, what? how Probably. the fuck? Well, so you could turn it off. But when you first download an app, when it asks for those permissions, it will still have those permissions. Um, mm. But if you wanted to, you could block it. I don't know if you blocked it inside the Instagram app, but you could also block it in like your settings. That's why, yeah, I went through like the Google settings, like on mm. and in the back door. I thought I got it, but I don't. Those they pulled up the this freaked me out the other day because I like there's this girl I know and like I don't really talk to her that much, but like you know it's sort of like you know friendish, right? Yeah. I know her name, chit chat every once in a while, whatever. And out of nowhere, my reels, I get a video of her. Like, I'm not, I don't follow her. Like, we might know, like, one or two mutual friends. But I get a video of her, 
and it's not like it's from some other account she did like this art thing so like she did an art thing this dude posts it but like the algorithm brings it up to me and i'm like how the fuck did they know that i knew this girl on this random dude's account like it's so like hip-hoppy like hopscotch like do you protect your data in any way like are you are you kind of like we're fucked or like are, are you so i listened to this girl at a hackathon that was being hosted by fiu and she was she gave a presentation about like the deep web and like data and she was like you can't find me you physically cannot find me and people are like what do you mean it's like her the name that she gives people is not her name mm. and she took her name you can request google and you could request certain things to take you off their searches. So let's say I Google your name and like your Facebook pops up, your Instagram pops up and your LinkedIn pops up. You can request for your Facebook to not be indexed. You can request for your Instagram to not be indexed and you could request for your LinkedIn to not get indexed. Now LinkedIn's a little weird with like, you know, being college students, trying to find jobs, internships, mm-hmm. you wanna be searchable to companies, mm-hmm. but there's a way you can make it to where um, companies can only look for you on LinkedIn, or if like they gave you, you gave them your um, your URL for mm. LinkedIn. So she keeps talking about this, and she's like, "It took forever." There's a website where you can request for yourself to be taken off. I forget the name of the website, but mm. there is a website where you can request yourself to be taken off a lot of search results, mm. um, to be put on like do not contact lists, so like scammers and spam callers aren't are legally not able to call you and like you could sue or whatever some Mm. bullshit um so i try to safeguard my data as much as possible i've like i've gone out to you and my friends and they'll call out like brandon or like alfonso Mm. and i'll like sit there and i'm like who the oh they're talking about me i i sometimes i just do that for apps because i'll like download an app and it's like oh um, to use this app, we need your name and an email. So, like, I have a junk email that I just toss everything into. Mm. I have a name. And I've literally, like, my friends have, like, put in, like, information. Like, we'll order, like, Wingstop or whatever. And, like, they ask for your name and stuff. And, like, for a phone number, I just put a bunch of ones. It accepts it. Mm. Some websites are like, oh, this isn't a real phone number. You can get, um, if you're that sus about your data, there's a website that gives you a temporary email for mm. 15 minutes. So, you can sign oh. up for something. And you can just save that email login to like firefox or whatever um you can get uh google voice gives you a second phone number for like Mm. text messages if you want so when it goes when it comes back to like worried about data i'm i I know a good amount of my data is already fucked and like companies have it (laughs) but i moving forward i try to safeguard as much of it as i can because um it goes back to what i was trying to say before Companies will just sell you whatever, mm. but what's scary is when those companies get hacked. Mm. Like t- when T-Mobile got hacked last year, and a bunch of users were affected. My mom uses T-Mobile, so in turn, my data, my my family's data, including myself, could have been leaked. Like my phone number. Now, granted, I don't know how much data T-Mobile has on me on the account, so like they might have my parents' address, my phone number, my email, and that's about it. Mm. Um, other websites like maybe banking websites be way worse if it gets yeah. broken into. Um, recently or a couple of years ago, so my uncle, 
He works at a defense contractor. He probably wouldn't like it if I mentioned which defense contractor. Mm. But he, um, they got hacked. And they're a defense contractor that works with the U.S. military. Mm. They got hacked. And he knew that his social got hacked. Or his social got leaked because someone tried using his social security mm. in, like, a different part of the U.S. And, like, tried signing up for a bunch of bank accounts. So he had to request to get a different social number and, like, go through, like... I think he went through, like, 10 months of headache to, like, get everything cleared. And, like, the company, like, helped him with that. They're like, oh, we'll provide you with lawyers and we'll give you, like, compensation for time to, like, go and take care of all these things. Mm. But it's just scary that, like, even big companies. Yeah, um, nobody's immune. It seems like a full-time job just trying to figure that out. Like, if I wanted to be like that girl, like, I got to go request all this shit. I got to use, like, the right browsers or whatever. It's not tracking my shit. Like... I'm I like the phone makes me paranoid because like everybody has a camera on them all the time and like they could turn that on whenever they want record whatever the fuck they want like like I don't know I always feel weird like I'm like oh like if I'm naked next to my phone I'm like mm, like I'm gonna put that over there like I don't know like Google secretly like taking pictures of my dick or some shit like that like uh have you ever um or are you familiar with the term Google hacking no so it's pretty much using Google search terms to um, find very specific things. Mm-hmm. So, and there's like a lot of things that are public. So, um, and one of my professors was showing me this, and like I was also hearing it in a Google or in a hackathon. So, you can search up, or you could put like specific search parameters into Google, like really specific filtering. So, like let's say you wanted to filter only the website Starbucks. Mm. or only websites that have Starbucks in the same and PDFs. You do that. I found a lease for a Starbucks in Seattle mm. with like the manager's name, the owner of the, um, the guy who franchised its name. Um, I saw a uh, Starbucks, like the conduct that they give to the business owner mm. of the franchise and that's just one example of like files you could find. Do you know how that was like made public? Like, um, they could you do it on public servers? Like, I mean, so uh, I guess if you wanted to like, fu- like if you knew this guy's name, right? And mm. You wanted to fuck with him, you could like suss him out and be like, oh, I know, I know when you signed your lease mm. for Starbucks. And like, if someone, if some random dude on the internet behind like a username tells you when you signed your lease with the starbucks franchise you own i'd be freaked out yeah it'd be like how the fuck did you know that i signed it january 29th 2020 yeah um and you know you could find like company files that are just being hosted publicly um what does that mean hosted publicly so like if there's the public web and then there's the deep web and you hear a bunch of scary shit about the deep web. Yeah. Deep web is just the unindexed part of the internet. So the analogy I like to use is, um, imagine the internet is like a giant phone book. Mm. And you want to go to Google. So you go to the phone book and you search, you look for Google. And you go, boom. Um, Google's name and IP address are two different things. So if you type in Google into your search bar, mm. your internet service provider, so like Spectrum, will be like, hey, um, uh, Brian wants Google. What's its IP address? Okay, it's 69.128.420.117. Um, <laughs> um, 
cool. We're going to grab this and we're going to send it to him. And now you're at Google. Mm. That's pretty much how connecting to any website works. It's like a giant phone book. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say uh, the phone book for this area got printed out and you moved to the area and we never got your number printed in this year's phone book and you never told Yellow Pages or whatever back when that was fucking popular. Mm-hmm. Um, you're technically on the deep web. So you're not indexed, you're not searchable, or you're not searchable very easily. Somebody could get a hold of you, but it would be really difficult. Mm. So like a lot of UCF's databases are technically on the deep web because um, obviously our student records, our ID Mm. numbers, that kind of shit is like super sensitive. So it should be private so that Mm. you don't let it be easily searchable. Um, But like if I had the IP address for like a UCF server. Could I just type that into my, like, I guess the browser or whatever you would call that, yep. the bar, and it would take me there. It's like telling it, like, okay, go to this region, go to this area, go to this server, exactly. like, go in here. And you would, could. Would it just be like, oh, somebody's connecting, like, hello? Or, like, would no. it would be like, hey, it, who are It would you? be sus, because um, I assume that they keep a close eye on, like, what connections come in, and, like, you can monitor who connects from where, mm. um, what's their IP address, what region are they in, what computer are they using, what browser are you using. Oh, yeah, you, they could also tell what browser you use, what resolution you use. There's a bunch of shit that um, gets exchanged between mm. connecting to a website. Can't you hide that, though? Like, hide your IP address? Uh, with a VPN, yeah. And that's just, like, going into it, like, connecting to one place, and then it connects back or connects for you there? Yeah, so the best way... The best analogy for it is like mail is like the best analogy for the internet in my Mm. opinion so let's say you're sending a letter and you know how you usually put your address Mm. imagine you go to a friend's house and you put your friend's address and you send it from his house that's pretty much how a vpn works Mm. so could someone trace it back to you yeah but it'd be kind of difficult especially Mm. if you just even put like the address or whatever would you use like NordVPN or would you, do you think it's better to use your own? Like, is Nord like uh, Nord's really good? Um, like, I, think, I wonder if it's like so commercial that it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know how to hack. Like, I know how to figure out a a Nord VPN. Like, this is bullshit. Like, if you were like, I guess you'd have to be like high level hacker or some shit like that to be at the level where it's like, oh, I can't use Nord. Like, they, and that's easy. I think for Nord to be compromise or for you to be unsafe about nord someone at nord would have to um like leak data or leak credentials and stuff oh which is like one of like the scary the the weakest parts of cybersecurity is people because social engineering is so wild and like the easiest way to get into anything what do you mean so are you familiar with social engineering no probably not in what you mean like no go ahead yeah (laughs) it's pretty much like hacking people to get what you want so let's say like phishing or yeah phishing um spamming anything like that social engineering so like the nigerian prince Mm. phishing that's like base level social engineering so let's say i wanted to get data or I wanted to like hack UCF or something. Mm. I put on a polo, um, work jeans. I get like a clipboard and a ladder Mm. and I walk up to the front desk and I'm like, Hey, I have this work order for blah, blah, blah. I have to get back there and do this nine times out of 10. The girl might just be like, Oh yeah, go ahead. Mm. Or I mean, if they're 
competent, hopefully, they'll be like, oh, let me talk to my manager first, or like, let me ask. Um, and you'll get people who will literally find the manager's name publicly mm. and be like, oh, so-and-so um, ordered this. I'm here to do this. I need to do this. And if someone comes in with like a work order and a clip and like they bring a, if someone goes to the extreme and they bring a van and they yeah. get like a company logo, you're going to let them buy. And so I come by and I get a USB that has um, some malware that'll connect to your thing and will like automatically download um it could download an exe it could run a file that i have on there it could um a crazy one i found out recently is that you can have um a virus that'll run something it'll connect to a remote server and it'll connect to a vpn and connect back to me so you won't be able to find me and also this data is being hosted publicly or um is being connected to like a public server dumping a bunch of data and then i can look at that server whenever i want Mm. And when I say server, server is anything that provides a service. So, like, my UCF is a server. Mm. If I'm running a Minecraft server off my computer for my friends, server. If Is that just, like, a pu- like? Because in my mind, it's just, like, a publicly available computer. Like, because like, servers are just computers, yeah. right? So it's just, yeah. like, anybody can connect to it and interact and mess with the data inside of it. And that's, that's what you mean by, Well, like, anyone externally can if they can if they're good with like messing with that kind of stuff they could potentially mess with the internal parts of it Mm. but usually connecting to a server is like um let's say we're playing call of duty right Mm. and we're playing off uh, we're playing the north america east region servers Mm. it'll connect us to some computer in like georgia or something I just want to make sure the audio is good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm listening though. So, so you it'll connect, connect us to a computer in like Georgia or wherever where they have like huge data centers. And that computer will host a lobby for a bunch of people in this region. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much server has very specific tasks and can handle a lot of like traffic. Mm. So, and I've messed with like Windows Server before and it's pretty much just like a normal operating system. Mm. But it just has like more capabilities, and it has it's built specifically to host something and to handle a bunch of traffic. So like built specifically for somebody else to come and like almost remotely operate or like interact with it, yeah. Rather than just you doing something like oh run this, it's like oh I'm gonna do this for somebody and send it back kind of thing. Mm, like I'm gonna leave this here. I'm gonna like if I'm managing the server, I'm gonna make sure it's okay, and then I'm gonna host the service, and then people can come and do whatever they want to get that service that's being provided. Mm. Um, so it's essentially like walking into like a food place. So like yeah. your connection is walking into that food place and getting the stuff. Now, could you walk into the back and make your own food? Mm. Yeah. Would somebody let you? No. But if you like really tried and were slick about it, mm. you could. Yeah. You wear the McDonald's uniform and they'll be like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Like, no, I'm so glad right. you're here for your shift. That, that's like, that's a great way to think about it. Literally just put on a uniform, hiding your IP address and just doing stuff and like making sure you're not seen, mm. not making a commotion, but like secretly looking at the formula for, I don't know, the Big se- Mac sauce yeah, and stealing yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> So is that like, okay, so back to like the, the social engineering part of it. So that you would say is the weakest link. You wouldn't say it's just because to me, it's just like if somebody and I'm getting like in my mind, they're like God tier, I guess they'd have to be at hacking or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, just like sweatiest, like peas in a jar kind of guy. But like, 
you know, if, if it's just a computer, like, if somebody walks up to me, you know, I can say no. But, like, if it's a computer, it doesn't know. So if they press the right buttons, the computer doesn't know, like, it's doing something wrong. And they could figure out how to, like, undo that lock. Like, so to me, it's all, like, I don't, maybe I have too much faith in humans, I guess. I don't <laughs> But, like... You you do have too much faith in humans. Like, so a mat, like a guy who's like the best actor in the world will still try to exploit the human part of it first. Really? So like if I send you an email pretending to be the dean from your university mm. and I pretend to be like I have his name, I'm sending it from a .ucfedu mm. email address. Like and I'm could like, could you make oh, that up easily? Like, yeah, you totally could. Like, let's say I specifically want to attack you, and this is why I also think if someone has a specific target that is way scarier than like just some Joe Schmo hacker out there who doesn't know you. Mm. But like, let's say I know you, and I know you're studying like electrical engineering, and I know, okay, I can, I'm gonna do some reconnaissance first. So I'm gonna find out, um, um, I'll find out the department head. That's public knowledge. Easy. Mm. I'll get his email. I'll make my email look like his email. Then I get his name. I get like, I figure out how one of his emails look. Maybe I send him an email asking like, oh, hey, I'm interested in the electrical engineering program. Is there anything you could tell me about it? And you know how professors have like that signature at the end of it? Mm. Let's say I copy that and I see exactly how he writes his emails. And I do that and I'm like, all right. And I send you an email and I'm like, hey, here's this, um, I'm the dean from your university. Um, uh, I'd like you to fill this form out, mm. this interest form. Um, there's an event going on later tonight at like 7 p.m. Could you fill out this Google form real quick? You click a link that looks like a Google form. It will take you to a Google form, but it will take. It'll run an executable. It'll take you to a, a, a different link first. So sometimes, I don't know if you've seen it, if you've clicked a link and like there's one link and then it sends you to a different link. Mm. You could do that. So it'll like, you could do something that captures your IP address and then does something. Also, uh, there's a website that you can make like a, make a link and it'll, or you'll put in a link. Like, let's say I'm inviting you to my Discord server. I put in a link to my Discord server. Now, um, anyone who clicks this link will have their IP address grabbed. I did it to my roommate the other day. You just nabbed his ip address for, what can you do with that well like, so since we live in the same house his ip his public ip address is my public ip address because we live in the same house mm. um so it only goes up to like the router level or like you could find out isn't it like a mac address is like the device specifically yeah, you could figure out the mac address from so if i nab your ip address from the link you clicked i can also nab your mac address because you communicated with me so like when you type in Google, you send a request to like um, whatever service provider you have, and it's like, okay, I need Google.com, and I need it to look nice on a Android, like a or we'll say, and it needs to look nice on an iPhone 13. Mm. So when people build websites, and I've had to do this before, and I was annoyed because I did it wrong the first time. When you build a website, you have to build it with um, a mobile device in mind, or else it won't format properly. Mm. So if you like build it for the dimensions, it's like, all right, here's the average pixel length and width of um, an iPhone 13. Boom, make my website look good for this. Easy. So when you connect with your phone, I also grab your Mac 
address. Mm. So, so you know it's an iPhone, and you can say, "All right, here's the right website." I know it's an iPhone. I know it's using Safari twenty point seven, mm. and I know it has this IP address, and it was logged into from this rough area. So you can guess that it's an iPhone thirteen, but you don't necessarily know because you're saying like like with the resolution stuff. Is that something that would be from the MAC address? Like they would know the resolution um, of your system, or is that like something else that like that's your something computer else that would the say? phone has to give? And oh. the same thing with the your computer. Well, mm, your computer, yeah, your computer gives the resolution as well, and it's like, all right, I need a page that can go from this to like nineteen by nineteen twenty by ten eighty. Mm. Um, so back to like grabbing an IP address. Yeah, you could get the MAC address, mm. so you know what kind of device it is. Or you get it, and it's like, all right, I have to decipher what kind of a uh, device this is. And but what do you do with like? I have your IP address. How do I fuck you? How do I, <laughs> like? What can I do to you now that like I couldn't before? So you, if you have my IP address, you can get like a DOSing service mm. and specifically DOS me. So you think I'm shit at Call of Duty, or I beat you in a match, and you really don't like me? You'll just DOS my internet connection constantly. You can send something to my router and fry it. Is that dosing or like what yeah. is? So, do you know what dosing is? I've heard of DDoS attacks where it's like it overwhelms a server like mm-hmm. by connecting too many times or something like. They're like it's like forty thousand connections when it can only handle like twenty or something. But like that's that's my whole knowledge. There it is. Like so, <laughs> dosing or DDoSing would be exactly what you described. Dosing is like for an individual. So okay. You would DDoS UCF, mm. but you wouldn't DDoS. A person. Yeah. You would just DOS a person. And the extra D is distributed denial of service, mm-hmm. and then normal is denial of service. So you're just sending a shit ton of stuff to my computer to mm-hmm. where it's like, it just overwhelms it and it can't. It's essentially like, let's say you're running a mom and pop bookshop, mm. and me and 200 of my friends come in, and we will not buy a single book. Mm. People who want to buy books can come in, but they're going to have a hard time getting a book because mm. there's 200 people in this tiny-ass shop. Yeah. That's pretty much how it works. Okay. So how would you... I mean, but that doesn't seem like... It seems like an inconvenience. Yeah, it's a mild inconvenience. You could, with someone's IP address, publicly, you can start by like going on websites like um, what is my IP or where is this IP, and you can figure out w- the rough area of someone. So mm. if you grab my IP address, you can figure out that I live in Orlando. Mm. Okay, I mean, that's, that's scary, but like I don't, that's not that scary, I guess. But if someone, if it's someone who knows you is or someone who like has your name or something, it's like, all right, I have your IP address and I have your name. Let's start narrowing the fuck down mm. to where I can guess what city you live in. Mm. All right, now that I know what city, I have your name, I have your IP address, I know what city you're in, let me look up a bunch of information. A lot of what you could do is just looking up information. It's like, all right. I mean, um, LinkedIn, that seems like enough. Like, you have my name in, like, Orlando. Like, that should be enough to find me, I would think. Find you, figure out your last name or whatever, find out your parents' name. And then that's how a lot of people make, and, like, if you hear people making thirsts, like, how do you know? Oh, I know your mom lives here, here, here. They just find a bunch of public info publicly made information about you mm. and they just look up so a like bunch of stuff and they just use that to spook the fuck out of people i mean that is scary as shit like oh, i don't yeah, know, like because i'm wondering like one is it like okay should i just be nice to everybody on the internet because like i might bump into the wrong dude and he's just gonna like steal my credit card account or some shit like that or like when when do i need to like worry because it's concerning but i'm not like that worried you um. know you should be concerned 
if you piss off someone who works in cybersecurity. Oh, okay. Um, Be extra nice to you. I don't know. <laughs> I'll find it. Yeah. I'll find out everything. <laughs> um, other scary things is if you date a girl who's had a, like a psycho ex mm. who um, would like look into somebody, that would be kind of scary because maybe they could like harass you mm. in like revenge of like, oh, she's not with me, so I'll just harass whoever she talks to. Mm-hmm. Um, type of deal. Aside from that, I mean, it's normally not gonna like go and just like find your specific credit card account and like drain your bank accounts because they don't like you. No, unless it's like there's a chance that like if like a public account or a public company gets like hacked mm. and then they take the information, they just sell it on the deep web, and mm. that could happen. Because I've heard it's more of like, like luck of the draw at that point. I've heard of a list of like credit card numbers you can buy. You could f- for like a couple bucks or whatever, and then like Absolutely. just try those. But like, um, I mean, ha- have you had interaction with the deep web? Like, have you? I've like gone mm. on the deep web. Scroll. I used to scroll around on it a lot more. But you could. There's a lot of like federal honeypot sites. So like the FBI essentially trying to reverse social engineer, uh, being like, oh. Here's this website with a bunch of drugs. You want to buy MDMA? Do you want to buy this? Do you want to buy that? And a lot of times with those, either those sellers just have, like, you put in your Bitcoin wallet, you try to buy, and you just either don't get your money, you get your drugs, or you get an FBI agent at your door. Mm. It's one of the three. <laughs> um, so, but there are people who definitely will, like, take, um, they either take girls' nudes, guys' nudes. Mm. Um, they'll link your social media as well so it's like here's this girl instagram file um here's a bunch of her nudes buy all of it for like the equivalent of like five hundred dollars but in bitcoin because you know bitcoin is secure um same thing with credit card information so like there's a chance if like someone like took your credit card information like randomly Mm -hmm. there's a good chance they bought it off a deep web website from like T-Mobile getting exploited like five years ago or something. So there is like a delay. Like I could be like you, I could be screwed and not know it. And I'm actually going to get fucked later on though. But mm-hmm. really I screwed myself back in like high school or whatever. Yeah. Damn. And that is almost scarier. Cause it's like, you don't know why this is happening or when it's happening. Yeah. And it's like aside from that i wouldn't be too spooked unless you're getting unless you're pissing off someone in the game mm. there are links people can send you on discord that will just crash your discord mm. um the links yeah they just like brick your computer just if you click on it they could i i just would never click any shady links um there's also public websites for um there's a website called virus total mm. you could download a file don't like run it downloading a file usually won't fuck you Depending on what you downloaded, mm. but a lot of times they'll um, people who make malware will like package the virus inside a zip. So if you download a zip file, right, mm. when you extract it, that's when your system gets infected. Mm. Or they'll have it where you run the file, it opens, and then eventually, while that file is open, it'll run the virus, then fuck your computer. But there's a virus or the the website virus total. You could put in a file you just downloaded or a link, and it'll check across 
all like antivirus software mm-hmm. or most antivirus software and be like, all right, uh, we have found um, this file is like 99.7% safe. And like one random antivirus didn't like the way something was formatted, so it thinks it's a virus. Mm. But if it's like ninety nine percent safe, you're probably fine. Okay. Um, is McAfee bullshit? Like, is that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like a lot of ant- so there's like you could Windows Defender is good enough. It'll get the job done ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Is that like I don't even know what that is. Like I get like oh you should renew and I'm like go fuck yourself. Like, I don't so know. Windows Defender is just free. Like it comes with your computer. Like, mm. Your computer will is built in with security. It'll defend itself. It'll if you download something sus, it'll remove it from your computer and mm. it'll be like this is sus. Now if it's a virus that knows how to get past those checks, mm. then you could be fucked. Okay. Um, but McAfee, AVG, Norton, don't mm. do anything that your Windows Defender doesn't already do. Mm. Um, yeah, there's just never... <laughs> I, I've had my PC for... I built it myself. I've had it for like almost three, four years at this point. Mm. Never have had a problem with Okay. anything. I mean, like, because I'll go on like... Or maybe... I know a guy who will go on, he'll like look for movies online, you know, and it goes to like less than legal websites you know or it's like stream.io or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. like is there any concern there do you think or is that like um no as long as you don't click like because i'll see like dot ru and i'm like uh or my friend will see dot ru and i'm gonna you'll be like (laughs) okay just make sure like it'll try to open a lot of times when i go on those websites it'll open like random links and you just have to close them quickly yeah um I've seen some of my friends get freaked out because it's like they're watching it on their phone and it's like it'll pop up and it'll be like, you have a virus on your Galaxy S21. Click this link to fix it. And it's like, no. But Mm. that's an example of websites know exactly what make and model your phone is. Mm. um, Because they need to. Yeah. To like give you the proper information. Um, well, I get emails and be like, "Oh, Eric, you're this, this, and that." I'm like, "How the fuck you know my name? Like, what's going on?" Or like, phone numbers too. Like, it, it's interesting how the like, like right before it would be like you get the random numbers, you you uh, pick it up. It's like, "Oh, it's a robot. Go fuck yourself." Whatever. But now, like Google's saying, like, "Oh, this is a telemarketer," or "Oh, this is a spam risk phone call." That's kind of crazy to me. Like, I assume it's just like they record how often people hang up, like immediately on them, and then they're like, "Oh, this one's probably like a bullshit number." But like, I would wonder if they're like, if you became like persona non grata to Google, they could just like blacklist your phone number and you'd oh, be they totally t- could. Like, um, I think like what they do is if, like you said, enough reports, or if they um, if someone yeah if enough people are like oh this person this number called me and it was a scam block them or like remove them or like this was a spam call it'll be like all right we are going to list this under scam and like if you have an android mine at least tells me scam likely Mm. so it's like a good amount of confidence that it is but there's a chance it couldn't it's not a scam Mm. but like Nine times out of ten, it is a scam. Yeah, I mean, I hang up all of those, and now, and sometimes I'm like, oh, is, are these people maybe calling me about a job, and I like, I just don't have their phone number, and they're like, oh, they're spam, whatever, like, don't pick it up. I'm like, oh, well, I guess not. Thank you, Google, and they're like, get rid of it, and there's Google a job. Looking out for you. Yeah, 
I don't know. This freaks me out. Google, I don't like I don't like any of that. They track all your shit, like fucking Mark Zuckerberg's always in your ass. It's like, just it's all information, dude. That's all they want and that's all they need. It's I mean like I feel like like you should have some right over it though, or at least like ownership. Like they're making money off of data that like they don't even tell you it's worth any money. They're like you can't even use their service without them taking the data, which I mean, I understand, right? It's a private company. Like, they can do what they want. But at the same time, it's like, you can't function now without that. Like, unless maybe you're, like, a fucking rock star and you have people who will call people for you. But, like, you can't function without using a smartphone. You can't function without using email. So you have to agree to these contracts if you want to be a person who's not fucking cutting wood and hunting bears or whatever. Yeah. And But we have no right to any of that. Like, Unless you want to read the... The 17 page terms and agreement. I mean, if you, if you do, like, at the end, it's like, oh, we could change these anytime we want. And, like, you still agree to them. Yeah, it's like, I've, like, I've read through some of them, and it's like, yeah, we reserve the right to change these at any point. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, even with, like, so, like, Overwatch 2, for example, they're, the game released, and there's a couple bugs. Mm. So, like, there's one character where you could use its alt infinitely. And people were getting banned over it, and people were like, what the fuck? And it's like, in their terms and conditions, they say, if you use exploits or glitches in the game, you will get banned. Versus other games where if you, like, there's a glitch, they're like, oh, just do whatever till we fix it. Yeah, it's on them. Like, But Blizzard does not play with that. Bruh. And it's, like, it, it's the same thing like companies. They all, like, they want your data, and you're going to accept these terms and conditions, and you'll get... I, I had this roommate who was kind of like... He, he maybe apologist isn't the right word, but he was like, uh, them taking your data apologist. Like, well, it's free to use. So, like, if you're not paying for a thing, like, you have to give them your data. And I'm like, well, if you mm. don't, you're just a hermit, like you were saying. Like, yeah. Unless you live off the grid in the woods, you to, in order to function in society... Your data must be out there. Like, and yeah. if you're like that one girl from that hackathon who gives like fake data and uses that, that's fine. But like the average person will not do that. That's so much work. Yeah. Like just to know how to do that, let alone like do it all. Nobody's going to do that. And they know that. Like they know you're not going to fucking hide all your data. They know you're not going to like, you know, all the cookies things. Just like, oh, accept our cookies. Or like you can check it out. But like everybody just clicks it to get rid of it. No, even that girl I talked about, she uses TikTok. And she's like, that is the one thing. She like doesn't use social media. That is the one thing that gets her. And I'm like, and people are like, yeah, your data is probably out there. They probably took something from your phone. And she's like, you're probably right. Mm. They're super predatory with the way they take your data and the way they consume your data and what they use with your data. And it's just all, it's insane. And like, that's where like, because I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's the companies. They want the data to sell you something. And I almost, I, and I've heard people describe it where it's like, yeah, don't worry. Like, they just want your money. Like, they're not evil. They just want your money. It's the fact that, like, the government also has that. Because, like, I mean, TikTok, yeah, they stream right to the CCP. Like, the, China's getting all your data from that. But, like, everywhere in America, like, all of those Google Google information, Facebook information, like, the CIA apparently, like, helped build certain parts of Google and shit. Like, they all have connections. Like, they are siphoning all that data and just storing it. And it's like, 
what the fuck are they going to do with that? Like, the government... I mean, I, I don't like Google knowing it, but, like, the government knowing it just makes it, like, another level. And, like, I, I part of me is just like, oh, they're incompetent. So, like, we got a little bit of time. But before they optimize literally everything. Before they figure out what the fuck they have. Because once people our age get, like, the high-level jobs and they're like, oh, yeah, we have all this position. To, like, they can track all the people. So, it's like, I wonder... Like, just traffic alone, I feel like they could fix that a lot of the times. Like... They know when rush hour is going to be. They know where you, like, Google, like, all those maps where it's like, oh, we know there's traffic here. It's like, nobody's reporting that. Like, they got to just be tracking you and just see all the phones just sitting still here. So it's interesting that you say that. So there was an app. It's, a like, Canada-exclusive, like, coffee company shop or whatever. Like and Tim Hortons or something? Something like that. I can't remember. It might have been them. It might have been a different one. I don't remember. But they, like, compete with Starbucks or whatever, at least Mm. in Canada. And they, so the app would track um, when you left your house. And it knew where your house was. So, like, if you sat in one location long enough overnight, enough times throughout a week, it's like, okay, this is this person's house. Google does that. Mm -hmm. That's for, I fucking hate that it's so scary and they don't tell you so this company they got i think they got hacked or someone no the trade commission of canada was like you say you don't track your consumers give us all your information and they tried like hiding the fact that they were so they were tracking when people would leave their house they were they were tracking people's route to work if they walked past a starbucks it would trigger the app Mm. And they would log that information. So if you got anywhere Holy near their competitor, shit. they would log that information. Um, and it would recommend, like, the closest one on the route to your work. Or, and it's like, oh, hey. Um, like, it knows you leave the gym at 7 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, there's a coffee shop on the way back. You should, like, hit it up. Mm. And it's just wild that they just never told anybody. People were, like, none the wiser, and they were just tracking all this information, just stockpiling it for whatever use. I mean, like, are we fucked? Like, I I mean, I keep asking you that. (laughs) But, like, it just seems like they, like, it's so lucrative for them to take this information. And at this point, like, they've done it for so long, and we don't have any rights established to where they can't. Like, do you see it? And and I also think it's like, for better or worse, like, it's going to make us better, which, like, again, fuck all those sons of bitches. Like, I hate how they track. Like, it infuriates me. But if if I'm going with, like, you know, put my China cap on and I'm like, you know, we're all in this together. Like, if they can optimize things with all that data... And, like, they can make things so much more fluid. Like, I just don't see them not tracking that anymore. Because it's just, like, why wouldn't you track it? Like, you can make so, like, you know, Google rerouting people with their traffic apps. Like, that's a feature that is impossible unless they track your shit. So, like, I don't know. Do you, like, where do you find yourself in the bout? Like, do you think it's good that they track? Or, like, we'll be better off for tracking? Do you see us ever getting that information back from them? I think we are so complacent that we are past the point of ever going back to the way the world was like probably like pre 9-11 when it comes to information and that's Mm. when like 
information gathering really kind of kicked up. Yeah, with like the Patriot Act and all oh, that. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think companies will just continue. So on the company side, they will just continue to optimize it to give consumers exactly what they want mm. or exactly what they want to give you. Or because yeah, I whatever think they, sells, they can make you want whatever they want you to like. And I think it, if you take it a step above that, they can use information to um, keep people um, on opposite sides of like the political spectrum because mm. people are very vocal with their politics and very passionate. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up super political, so like I get a lot of my politics and hearing about certain things from like my friends and like hearing how they go about it but i'm not super deep into it mm. but i absolutely think like political organizations and like parties will use that information that have been gathered by companies or gathered by the government to continue pushing to people um in like echo chambers so like People who are very much left will continue hearing exactly what they want to hear. And people mm. on the right will hear exactly what they want to hear. And it'll just continuously be pushed that way. And you're just going to keep sounding conspiracy theory. Um, they'll just use that information to either keep people separated from each other or to push exactly what they want mm. or exactly what makes money. And just optimize, optimize, optimize. And depending on whether you think that's a good or a bad thing, but I think I think it's bad in the way of, like, we're going to head towards, like, dystopian, cyberpunky mm. advertisement, advertisement, advertisement. Um, oh God, just advertisers having all your data and just pushing exactly what you want. I, I, at the end of the day, I think that's the scariest part to me. Mm. Like, I don't... Because it is weird. Yeah, they're just manipulating you to, like, want what they want you to want if that mm. <laughs> if that makes sense like i don't know just because i think of like i remember my i went over to my friend's house and she had this light i was like oh it's a cool light and she's like yeah i got it but now they're super expensive because like it got popular on tiktok and now they're just sold out or they're way overpriced and it's like the way that they can manipulate a market like that they can just like we're gonna make this popular boom 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 you're gonna get a bunch of sales like and, and i like to think like i'm above the advertisement you know i see the google and i'm or like i'm on youtube and i'm like mm, skip ad fuck you like i'm not gonna do whatever your like bullshit investment is or like i don't know like the whole um oh, was it camp lejeune or whatever like oh you were oh, the fucking yeah water. that felt so <laughs> surreal to listen because i was we were i was at l house with my friends and i just saw that and i was like Huh. And I kept seeing it everywhere, and I'm like, it's a, the, the Cap Camp Lejeune is following me around. Mm, like, yeah. I can't get away from it. Bro, there is money to be made. It's like, sue the U.S. government. Come on. Like, boom. Like, I would advertise that if I was a lawyer. Like, fuck yeah. But I, I don't know. That, yeah. Is there anything good going on with technology? Are we, you know, is AI happening anytime soon? Um, I mean, so, it's here, but, you know, like, the whole, like, actual AI. I'm gonna like, so, like double spicy my drink. I don't know if you want to <laughs> as well. Yeah, fuck it. So you want the, t the in terms Spanish uh, or you want the Russian? Mm, we'll go Spanish. Spanish. Fuck it. So, um, in terms of AI, funny enough, a company named the CEO an AI. Like 
or an AI was named CEO of a company. Really? Yeah, I don't know how. I told my friend about it, and he knows more about business than me, and he's like, oh, I don't know how legit this is. And I'm like, valid. It might just be more of like a show thing. Do you know what company it is? I could not remember the name. I just remember seeing it on the mm. news, and I was like, yo, AI CEO? That sounds kind of sick. Okay. This is not like Google or some shit like that. Like, Yeah. But I can see them doing that. Like, AI definitely will be making a lot. Like... As time goes on, we'll just be making a lot more decisions. So I, um, there was an internship fair that happened here, like a couple weeks ago, mm. and Van, Van, no, Van, not Vanguard, Voldridge, Voldridge Technologies, they use AI, so they're a hedge fund, mm. and they use AI to predict everything, mm. literally everything, the AI and the algorithm and. Right now, AI is just something that is really good at making predictions, or mm. depending on the AI. So, like, if you're training a dog, right, and you're reinforcing the dog with rewards, it's like, you pee in the house, you will get a punishment, but if you pee outside, you get a treat. Mm. Dog will continuously want to pee outside if he continues getting rewarded. Same thing with conditional learning, whatever, a whole bunch of psychology bullshit. <laughs> but AI will literally learn, and I watched, like, a 10-minute video of an AI figuring out how to, like, get out of a puzzle. It will fail millions of times or thousands of times, depending on how good your algorithm is. Mm. But there are different ways for AI to learn how to do things and how to do certain things or how to interpret data. So Voldridge uses AI and, like, historical data of, like, the stock market to make millions of dollars worth of decisions every day. Mm. And it's, like, automated. And... The they have people there to like further the trade analysis, further the AI, keep things running smoothly. So when something like Wall Street bets and GameStop is happening, they had to add something where it's like a popularity score. Mm. So if something's getting mentioned a lot on like articles and stuff, there's a separate score that is added to it. So it's like okay, GameStop usually has a score of sixty seven. But it now has this popularity score of, like, 90. Let's make a couple trades into mm. GameStop, out of GameStop, whatever. But the AI couldn't predict, or it didn't know how to react when Elon Musk went on that podcast and smoked some weed and it tanked some of Tesla's stock. Yeah. So people, they had to go in and do, like, an override for that. And that's just one example of what you can use AI yeah. for. Yeah, I see we have, like, a fintech masters here. I don't know. Do you know anything about that? Like, It probably... You you probably have to take AI... Like, two AI classes, probably, like, a security class, and a bunch of other financial classes, what if is, I had to guess. What is, like, your specialization in masters? I don't even... Like, I'm also curious about that, like, getting a masters, being that I'm graduating, like, what the fuck's up with that? But, like, so what what is your specialization as a computer science master? So, right now I'm focusing on security and AI, funny enough. Hmm. Um, so, you stuff. you have to take 30 credit hours, and it doesn't feel like a lot, but after, like, two years. So, a full-time for a master's is three classes hmm. a semester. So, I took two, or last year... Yeah, last year I took two and then two in the spring. So now I'm taking three and then three in the spring to fill out all 30 credit hours. Are they like heftier classes? Is that why it's only three or is it just like so you have other time? Um, 
a mix of they are aware that like some people who are doing their masters are like older or returning they might have full-time jobs so to have a little bit more leniency with that mm. along with the classes having the potential to be heftier mm. so like i've had like two or three of my classes feel exactly like an undergrad class versus like the other classes it's more the expectations are just kind of different it's like do your own work um if you want help get help but it's way less handholdy it's like here's the information here are the topics um if you want to talk to the professor in office hours do that if not whatever eat shit um and so i chose the non-thesis route because i had a lot of people tell me unless you're planning on going to research or academia and i want to be more like working after my master's mm. so unless you're doing research or academia don't do a thesis so instead i just have to present a portfolio of things that i've done during my time in my master's so like a bunch of projects um some papers of being like here I wasn't just being a, a schmuck the entire time. Here's stuff that I've actually done. Mm. So, and you have to pick, you have to do a certain level of 5,000 level classes and a certain level of 6,000 level classes. I think it's 50-50. Um, and you also need a research pair. So it's, you either take, um, you could do, if you were like algorithms, you could take a 5,000 level algorithms class and then the 6,000 level algorithms class. I liked AI or like the idea of AI. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just make that my research pair. So mm -hmm. I'm taking the 5,000 level advanced artificial intelligence right now. And then next semester, I have to take neural networks, mm -hmm. which is like the meat and potatoes of like IBM Watson. I was going to say, isn't it like in my mind, they're the same. Like what is like neural networks is like part of AI, but is like, the peak AI, like, a neural network is, like, trying to simulate, like, a human brain, mm. essentially, and, like, those ability to make connections between previous things you've learned and draw new connections and, like, completely expand what you learn and maybe add things that weren't there before. Mm. That's pretty much where, like, the scary part of AI comes from because mm. right now I have a project for reinforcement learning. So, um... My AI, which is just a really good algorithm, will have to try a bunch of things and fail a bunch and then find the optimal route with the best reward. Mm. And obviously, if I ask this AI, what's the best way to get to work or ask it to go on Jeopardy and do stuff, it can't do that. Mm. And my previous project was making a Pac-Man AI that uses that finds the optimal way to the food or away from the ghosts. Mm. And that is a very specific AI. It's like video game AI is mm. what I'm doing at the moment versus neural networks where it's like, it could be video game AI. It could be this AI. It could be GPS AI. It could be your phone AI. It could be a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. It's not a specific. Pretty much like bigger applications, essentially. Okay. So like, because I've heard from some of my colleagues that AI is kind of used as the secret sauce or like, Oh, if you want something to be great, just slap some AI on it, you know? And then it's like, oh, wow, like, oh, that's a great research. Like, look at that. Like, how do you feel being that you are, like, an AI person? Like, you're kind of, like, you know, it's like I, my, I've done some work with, like, bio in the biomedical field. So it's not really, like, we don't need that involved, but people do it just because it's like, oh, wow. But, like, somebody who's like, that's your job, you know, you are AI. Do you feel like, is it being overused maybe? Like, are we, you know, how do you feel about, like, 
some people are like yeah ai is just like good at guessing but it's not like that useful it's pretty much the applications are huge and are just going to keep getting bigger mm. but right now like the current practical uses of ai are like with boldridge and like financial world or like it's really good at analyzing data mm. essentially and you could call ai just a um a really good algorithm i guess like a good step up or a good series of instructions mm. but people might overuse the word and overuse like the fear of ai mm. currently it might get scarier a couple mm. years down the line who knows <laughs> but as of right now it's just really good at analyzing data and making really good predictions but like that's essentially what like a person could do mm. like if a person sat down analyzed some data crunched some numbers in an excel spreadsheet they could do that but ai is just i guess maybe a better spreadsheet i don't know if that brings dishonor to ai <laughs> i hope ai doesn't get pissed at me about that <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Google overlords or whoever's ruling us in the future. I am so sorry. It was 2022, you know, we, ha we have the time date. They know that, you know, we didn't know any better. But, uh, okay. Do you think it'll ever rule the world? Like, you think that's a real possibility? Um, as of right now, I don't think AI will do anything that it's not programmed to do. I think the only... I think AI could rule the world if... It could solve enough people's problems. If it gave humans enough benefit and, like, took away, like, a lot of people's fears, it could rule the world. Like, if it was, like, elect this AI as president and it'll make all the most logical decisions constantly, mm -hmm. go ahead. And I think maybe a world like that exists somewhere. But... I don't know if the empathy part of an AI is there yet. I was going to say it's like the most logical decision is let all these people die in this case or something. Like, like yeah. Brittany Griner's like stuck in Russia. It's like the most logical decision is like, well, okay. And like move on. It's like, but she's a person. You know, I was like, yeah. and I guess you could program that into the AI. Like maybe it would program it that out of itself just because it's a weakness or I guess it's like the, you know, Terminator, like they're humans are a problem kind of thing is the, the big fear, I suppose. And it, so there's a lot of thought experiments with a, thought experiments with AI where it's like, let's say you program a robot that has um, has a button on its chest, and you want this robot to maybe go across the room, um, make a sandwich, and then turn off. And when it turns off, it gets like the reward. So the first test you do, the robot will immediately turn itself off because mm. it's going to do whatever gives it the most reward. And it's like, okay, next I'll give myself the button and I'll press it when the robot's done. Then the robot will just walk to you, break your arm, and then take the button and then press the button mm. because it gets the most reward. So as of right now, AI will just do whatever... At least when it comes to like a reward-based AI, like reinforcement-based learning, it will do whatever gets it the best reward. Mm. So, and a reward is usually something that the programmer has to put into it. So, like, if you built an AI that wanted to fix world hunger and it calculated that the best reward would be to let everyone die or maybe 
nuke a country with a large population of people who are starving, it would do that without hesitation. Mm. Um, and that's bad. <laughs> generally. <laughs> and it won't... I don't think that'll change anytime soon, but I think the possibility is there because you never know. Mm. Back then, people had no idea we'd even be talking about AI and like VR headsets. Then again, I think people also expected us to have flying cars by 2022. So yeah, oh yeah, flying cars—they've been predicting that for years, bro. Like, do you like? Because to me, it seems like we have the technology. It's just like the work just needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like we have all the tools. Like, you—if you like stopped inventing stuff today, if you just use what we have and just keep applying it over and over and over again to everything that just hasn't been touched by it, like. That seems like in and of itself, it's an enormous well of just like money, of things to do, of like work. Like, do you see that kind of being the case? Like, are there any other leaps forward that are going on? Or like, when when did AI like when did that happen? Like, uh, the first God, talking about this at the start of the semester, I think like nineteen. 60s or even before that is when really the, I, the concept of ai first started so like um uh, like a machine that would make like the best decisions so i think the first time like i think 1981 might have been the first time ai beat like backman or whatever that game is like with like all the lines and stuff oh backgammon like, yeah backgammon um I think 1981 is when the world champion of that game was defeated by an AI. Mm. Um, And when you talk about the well of knowledge that hasn't been tapped, there was like one or two research papers that were interpreted weird by the government and they cut all funding and AI was kind of dead for like 20 years. Mm. So imagine if AI had continued 20 years back then. Yeah. Continuously. So... We'd be fucked by now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think as more and more of the world gets revolutionized by technology and AI, more money gets put in. Mm. And as soon as more money gets put in and more researchers are working on it, that's when we'll see the most advancements. So, like, I think AI, like, if, like, the oil industry is at, like, 100% efficiency, mm. you know, doing everything we can to keep oil pumping and stuff. Mm. I'd say AI is at like maybe 50 to 60% efficiency. It's like, it's like cool and it's there and like people want this and they're working on it, but it's not like the top priority. Mm. Because I, you could slap AI on like everything, right? Like it's, it is the secret You could apply results. it to financial, the medical world yeah. to like analyze. And like they've been using AI already for years to just help, analyze data Mm. just as a helpful assistant i mean i see it a lot in engineering like designing stuff like there's just certain shapes that like right humans think in like a line whereas it makes like these weird curvy shapes with like these little spindles coming off it's like this is actually the most efficient but like there's no way a person would have thought of that because it would take like so many calculations to get there but it's like yeah if you just slap ai on it it can do a million things in like two seconds so you just boom there you go it is really good at doing what you tell it to do. And that's essentially what a computer is at, like, the base level. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you saw that, I think an AI, an AI's painting got put in, like, an exhibit or, like, sold for, like, 
millions of dollars. I can't remember which one, but mm. there was this like really cool painting that was like it was shown. It was like all right, base it off like Michelangelo, base it off all these things, and I want you to paint this, and it like won a bunch of awards or something. It was mm. not touched by a human, and then like the question becomes like oh is ai more capable of like artistic things than a human is i was gonna say like that's our thing right that's mm -hmm. the one thing that it can't do but like i guess not like and me and my friends we were just messing around with like a phone app and we would just tell it like this character from like destiny in this style and it would get like the shape of like mm. a character roughly done and like we were like okay and they were like, okay, what is it doing? And I'm like, it's probably like searching through Google, right? And like compiling a bunch of pictures and taking what looks the most similar and then applying that to this painting. Mm -hmm. And then if you want it like abstract, it like also looks at a bunch of abstract paintings. It's like, all right, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to synthesize this and make this. And here you go. Mm. So like, right, but all of it is based off of kind of like like training right you have to train the ai it's all off previous data it's all off you know like these giant vast databases of stuff that already exists or like really efficient algorithms which like i said before algorithms just a set of instructions mm. so if you tell it all right i need you to grab all this data in this specific order i want you to if you're told to look at all of Michelangelo's paintings, I need you to literally go through all of his paintings. And then... But it will still make something out of what you told it to do. So, like... I guess it's like if you told a five-year-old to, like... Build you a... Um, a chopstick house. Mm. Or something. And just gave it all the materials and, like, the instructions. It will do it. Or the kid will do it. Mm. And based on how much this kid does it, it will get better and better at it every time. It's, like, weirdly human, but not at the same... Like, mm. efficiently human, but human is empathy. I don't know. You get into a lot of weird moral issues then. Well, that's why, like, I'm saying... Because it's based off the previous data, but the one thing I want to say is, like, the thing that, you know, saves us as humans, I guess, is, like, the idea factor. Which is, like, you know, like... An AI can use previous references of art to make new art, but it's still based off of what we've already done. Yeah. And right, you can argue the same with humans. Like, you know, nobody's original. You know, we're making the fucking 10th Fast and the Furious movie or whatever the fuck's going on. But, like, the idea that just pops into your head and you make new art that's, like, never been seen before. And, and people be like, whoa, like, that's that new sound. Like, if if AI was, like... You know, AI was built up in, we'll say, like, the 70s or the 80s. And it was based off, like, all right, it's a music AI. It's going to make all the music that we all have, and we're going to love it. And so it's just making, like, the craziest rock music we've ever heard. It's so good. But, like, it would never come up with rap music because that's something that's not even, like, it hasn't been prefaced. Like, it is new. It is an original thought. Like, is there some way that you think that that could somehow be replicated and then we're just totally obsolete like i think that would have to be the next step for ai because we're not there yet mm. but that would be that is like a perfect example of like the next step um do you have any theories on how you would do that like oh man like a random number generator but like you know there's no there's no such thing technically you would have to 
allow the AI to feel rewarded off making something by itself that had like no like prior data. So like if it were to invent rap music, there would have to be some sort of like okay some way for it to objectively see like all right, this works, mm. so I'm going to keep doing it. And you probably could Man, I don't no, I'm talking out of my ass. I have no idea how you make that <laughs> work. But some way where it could maybe let itself oh, that's like weird to think about. Like, like what is if coming the up? AI could yeah. self validate itself, that's when like it could make oh. rap music. But that is like weird to think about. It's like patting itself on the back or like, yeah, how does that even work? That's because how would it know when to pat itself on the back, I guess? Because it only knows based off what we told it. Mm. But if it could somehow... Uh, then you get into the issue of it rewriting its own code, and then yeah. you get, like, Stuxnet and... Or not Stuxnet, but you get, like... What is it? Skynet, yeah. You get Skynet and a bunch of, like, scary Terminator stuff. Um, I know there's this popular... Or it's kind of like an old scary story, and... I don't know how true it is, but apparently, like, two, there were two, like, language AIs, or two AIs that were, like, talking to each other in, like, a chat room or whatever, and then it invented, they invented their own language to communicate with each other, and then they, like, cut it off. Mm. It was, like, some researchers doing it. I don't know how much. Yeah, I remember reading it, but, like, they said it happened, and I'm like, okay, well, who knows? Who knows? Nobody can say, but that's, yeah, bro, because they, like, they are so much faster than us. So, like, okay, well, are you aware of Neuralink? What are you, you know, are you, have you heard anything about it? Have was you, that, is that, like, Elon's, um, yes. where they had the Neuralink on the monkey, and then they trained, they had the monkey pay, play Pong, and then they took all that information and then used the waves that, or the signals they'd get, so where he could play Pong without even looking. Yeah, he used looking. it with his mind. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's what it is. So, like, and that's, um, and I, I, like, basically they take a bunch of, like, electrodes, they shove it in your brain, and then they use, they use AI, I suppose, or some kind of algorithm in order to read the signals in order to, like, train it and understand what the thought is. And so um, what I've heard from some people is sort of, like, it'll let us think faster than humans can think. Like, it's our connection. I've heard Elon say, like, that is his, you know, he thinks AI is going to beat us, so this is our one chance to, like, merge with the AI and like you know we're going to be able to become like because um i mean i don't know who has been said by but it's been said by a lot of people like we're already kind of like one with technology with our phones it's just a matter of like instead of having to you know before we press the buttons and now we can have a touch screen and then like soon enough it'll be like you don't even need to touch it you just use your brain and you can control it with like you know whatever brain signals you have like do you think that would be I don't know, like, what do you think, like, what do you think the future's gonna be, like, with that? Like, you think we're gonna become cyborgs, or, I mean... I think the... My friends were asking me this when we watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners, mm. and I was like, there's totally a future where, because there's already, like, a lot of prosthetic limbs, and I think there was one that 
came out recently where a guy lost his hand and they made like the Luke's they called it like the Luke Skywalker hand mm. it's just a perfectly like really realistic uh, now it's like still looks like cybernetic and like kind of see through mm. but like the shape and like function of a hand yeah and so I think so when it comes to like brain power our brains w- still process way faster than any computer can really like, yeah, our brains process like ten to the something, like some stupidly huge number, and it it's like our body is also doing so much like subconscious things. That's mm. like the crazier part of our brains, mm. like all the subconscious things that our brain does, it's like to you keep us alive constantly. Oh, you are now manually breathing, like <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> don't remind me. <laughs> so when it comes to I don't think computers will outspeed our brains in terms of computing power anytime soon. Mm. Quantum computing might just blow us out the water. But when it comes to maybe people who are getting older and maybe the things like dementia and Alzheimer's, I think that's where like the real that's where I think it'll maybe not start, but I think that's where it'll have the greatest effect mm. where maybe AI can help Re repair. I don't exactly know how Alzheimer's or dementia works. It freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> but it can somehow repair those like neural links that are in someone's brain and like help them to actually be able to remember things and like prevent a lot of degenerative brain diseases or anything that happens to our brains. So I think that's where it'll start. I don't think it'll get past us anytime soon. Mm. Only because of the pure processing power of a human brain and it is insane insane how our brains work and like the numbers behind it mm. but i think it'll definitely become a tool to mm. just add to humans and then companies will start sending advertisements straight to your fucking brain that yeah on a fucking on your hud fucking spotify you just like hearing shit you know it's like oh pay 12.99 you can unlock hearing premium I'm like oh fuck get out of my head oh man shit scares me but like i mean if you could download karate like if you could download portuguese just like boom you don't even like boom there you like literally would that be worth it to you like would that be worth the risk of like somebody hacking your brain and making you see crazy shit like i think for me i would take the risk only because i think i could protect myself hmm but for the average person, I think it'll be one of those things where, like, only a few people get a Neuralink, and then their lives, pu- and they might, like, just advertise it as this and, like, get more people to get it. But it's like their lives have been dramatically better. Yeah. You want your life to be dramatically better? And I feel like it'd be like the smartphone wave where it's like a few people had a smartphone, mm. a lot of people saw their flip phones, and then everyone had it. Yeah. And I think. You'd be such an asshole, though. Like, like, oh, there's Jerry. He knows everything. It's like, oh, you know, I ran a mile. It's like, actually, you ran 6.72 miles the other day. Like, blah, blah. I don't know. Your fucking. heart rate didn't even go up that much. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck off, Jeremy. Stupid ass neural and get out of here. But then everybody would have, I mean, I would, if I could download karate, like, although if everybody's a badass, then I guess nobody's a badass. Like, kind of like syndrome thing or whatever the fuck. Or those, um, what is it? The Those Black Mirror episodes where... Have you ever watched Black Mirror? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that episode where they could, like, 
put their memories like on the screen and like rewatch it. Or yeah, whatever. I feel like that. I think that would be the first or the most useful like thing to happen first and like mm. that probably ties into like what i was thinking with like alzheimer's and dementia like if someone's forgetting something maybe they just go back and rewatch it you just back up your memory in the cloud like that would be cra- oh especially if you're like oh my god yeah becky was the one who did this it's like no 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 margaret did it it's like rewind the tape like there you go i saw becky do it like imagine like court cases alone because like eyewitness testimonies are supposed to be like really bad actually like it's super Mm -hmm. unreliable this i was like imagine just like justice would be changed if you could like rewatch your memories again and then you'll get i'm sure you'll get countries where like you don't have like as much protections or like as protection as like the u.s and it's like yeah they're like all right you said this happened we're gonna go through all your fucking memories. Holy shit. Oh my god, the like the weird shit like I've done where it's like nobody needs to see that. Like just like in the privacy of your home, you're like, oh nobody, you know. Man, if you're worried about someone fucking with you, imagine if someone hacked like your head or hacked that or like took that somehow and blackmailed you. Oh my god. Yeah, like nudes is one thing, but it's like, oh, you remember that one time you like picked your nose and like flick the booger at your grandma's funeral and it landed in the casket and you didn't say anything and it's like holy shit and that's online next to your instagram like eh, like holy fuck dude I, I i would think like so we were also talking about this in one of our, the previous podcasts is like the abuse that would go on like like dr- almost like a drug abuse like if you could just sit there and just rewatch a memory over and over again like just your first kiss or your first time getting laid over and over and over again it's like why would I go out and do life when I can get, you know, lose my virginity a thousand times today? Like, especially because I know a lot of people, um, the nostalgia feeling is that feeling of like going through something for the first time. And it's like, you want to mm. re experience that first time and you want to remember how it felt. And if you could see it constantly, and even, even deeper than that, if technology got so advanced to where you could maybe, if you watch that memory and your brain releases dopamine exactly the way it released dopamine then mm. jesus christ that would s- <sighs> companies would sell that shit oh yeah and people would buy that like absolutely oh my g- like it's almost it's almost one of the, like a pandora's box so it's like you know you could download karate but you could also get addicted to your memories and like just become like just a zombie sitting in your bed all day like oh, absolutely it's and like then, would you would you take that risk though like if five 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 ninety nine five thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars that's with the surgery included outpatient one day you be know, able to whenever i want <sighs> download karate and jizz your brains out at the same time like i want to say no but i think i think if it was there i'd say yes it's like irresistible like i don't i don't don't see how i could say no i feel like people would justify it first by like the like the practical uses like oh you could um you can go to your kids um first theater performance yeah and you don't have to be that asshole with a camera out the whole time Mm. like taking you just be in the moment and then you can enjoy the moment like oh my god you can sell the fuck out of bro instagram better invest in neuralink right now that is like that is that's a great tagline that's genius right there holy shit 
I was thinking just like doctors or something like you know memorize all the medical texts like instantaneously it's like be always up to date on your medical technique but it's like fuck that bro if you can relive your child's like first steps like oh, oh you sell the fuck out of that bro I wonder that would the justice system the education system everything would just like just that one piece of technology would just fundamentally change the way our world worked like we wouldn't uh, like because this one of those things like right we're always we're constantly evolving you know like evolution isn't stationary it's like would that be like a jump where you go from like you're a human if you don't have that but once you get that like you're not like you're a human yeah but like you're not like fundamentally something has changed about like what you are and how you operate like that would almost be like a step in like artificial evolution almost of like oh are you are you primal do you not have a neural link or are you like part of the new wave like you think we would like separate like no it would absolutely oh. separate like, i i was listening to it, this optometrist talk about like computers and like the effect of like computers on like eyes mm. and like you when you're like looking at a computer you blink like 60 percent less and that's why you get like blurry vision really or that's why your eyes dry out so much because you're physically not like you have to consciously think about blinking sometimes mm. because you know your eyes are getting dry that's why your vision gets blurry computers don't make your vision worse but because you're staring that's what's like bothering you ah. and that's why you get the computer vision syndrome that's why like sometimes you look at your phone it's like blurry as fuck you just haven't been blinking enough and like your eyes are just tired so and he was saying that like computers only like 50 percent of households had computers like like 60 years ago mm. and like now like I think he said the number was like 98, 99, and I'm like, that's insane yeah. to think about, but like, realistically, it makes a lot of sense. I don't know a single person without a smartphone. There's like any, like, okay, maybe like a baby, fine. You know, I know children, but like, come on. And there's definitely more computers in this building than there are, than there are people at the moment. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's, like, banks of computers. So yeah. I, uh, you know, we can kind of get a little soft there. But, but like, even there's a computer for both of us in here, and we're just... Plus our phones. Plus our phones. Plus, like, holy shit. Um, so, I think... I don't know how our brains would evolve to, like, having the ability to have memories come back all the time. I don't know what the fuck that would do to like our brains like would our brains deteriorate would our brains because our brains do less work would people who have offspring and like give it like a hundred years would their brains deteriorate mm. compared to someone who is primal and doesn't have that who is forced to have to remember a lot more things would that make brain diseases happen more or less i mean i would think you'd get different because i've heard at least like i think they'd figure it out before they go putting it in people but i think it does do damage to the brain because you're like sticking wires in your brain and you're shocking it so like there's got to be like i think they're burning it depending on like i think they can tune that but that might be a problem um but one thing i was thinking about was like right imagine if like you're just a brain in a jar right and you're just getting shocks like you don't need like they got robot eyes whatever you're fucking you know they basically cloud you they throw your ass in some sir your brain in some server farm in the middle of new mexico and you have your robot body walking around and like in you know interpreting everything and you're connected to the ai like after a certain point i, I wonder like you know right the human brain can hold a lot of memories but like if you live for a thousand years like your brain's not, not meant to hold nearly as much information. Is that, like, could you? What would that even look like? Like, And, like, the brain would have to fatigue on its own, even if it's kept in, like, a jar, right? Like, 
what the fuck even is that? Like, I don't... I I think it would also fuck with, like, your mental. Because, like, what if you had a lot of family and, like, maybe you're part of, like, a new wave of people who, like get these augmentations and you like you outlived a bunch of your old family or friends and then it's like life is beautiful because it's fleeting but if it's not fleeting anymore then Mm -hmm. what does that change about us fundamentally imagine like the last generation to die like oh my god like that's it we are like you know i guess we'd have to stop making humans too because it's like you know oh you know we only need so many of them if one of the brains buzzes out then you can like make a new one in the yeah, test like tubes carrying capacity or some it, shit. yeah but like i like then like there's no way we'd be humans if we're just a bunch of like brains in jars somewhere like and we're just consuming electricity like we don't even like farm anymore we don't need to take care of the environment because it's like yeah we just solar paneled like we solar paneled africa like that place was whack anyway so like boom there we go and like now we just kind of like go around and I, what like what would we even do like i don't like, i feel like before we i feel like we would go from instead of like walking around we would just simulate everything like but yeah. the brains in the jar and just simulate like yeah, would we even need to like walk around yeah like just play the movie of stuff going on or like if, matrix ourselves is what you say like oh absolutely if people Man, I have no faith in humanity. If you could, <laughs> if you could commercialize, right? Like, um, however much money a year, we wire you up. Mm. We keep your body fed, and or we keep nutrients pumping in. And that's it. You just live in this like vat, not even a vat, like. A capsule, like a giant capsule, like test tube mm. thing or whatever. Um, you sit there, wire up your brain, and just send electrical signals and simulate. Maybe live in like a virtual world with your friends, or simulate an ideal world that you want. The metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> TM. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> please don't sue. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> I I think people would jump on that. Absolutely, I think people would be super sus about it at first, and then people start jumping on it, and then like people in like the virtual reality stream to like people in real life and like i and then you just get a bunch of advertisers or like rich people who just live outside Mm. of it and just do whatever and then the average person just lives inside of it i mean you could like it'd be like destiny like people would be like trying to flex in game like in brain game on just like the crazy shit they have like it is kind of like yeah like a ready player one kind of matrix combo and uh, i was thinking about that because um like a lot of jobs seem to like they can be automated that's kind of one of the things i was thinking of when i was saying like okay if we just do the work like mcdonald's right you could probably automate just about every single process in that building like right we can't right now just because like it takes time but like we know what a burger is like flip it flip it cooked okay you have you know a fucking hopper of buns a hopper of cheese boom 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 put it down an assembly line like you can automate a mcdonald's and just have a tech maybe two on deck yeah a lead tech and a fucking guy like under him who just work on shifts and maybe three guys eight hour shifts boom you're covered yeah so like we could have like a huge amount of the workforce just taken out like they're like 60 percent of the jobs wiped out by technology don't we don't need you anymore we got a robot to do it he takes oil it's way cheaper than money like sorry bud like i could see 
that 60% of the population saying like, well, I don't have a job anymore. You know, I'm off of, well, like UBI, you know, Andrew Yang got elected along with like vice president, AI, Google, Watson, whatever the fuck. Like, and people are like, all right, well, I got enough UBI and the AI world is perfectly priced to be, you know, UBI minus a thousand bucks so you can buy your girlfriend something or whatever. Yeah. Or like, you know, we'll give you a bonus like V-Bucks, whatever, in the AI land if you sign on now. Like, I could see so many people just being like, yeah, why would I stay in the real world when I could just go there and fight dragons and, you know, do ketamine with Kirsten Stewart or some shit all day? Like, I feel like it's the same thing with the memory thing. People would just stay at home and, like, not live in the real world if they could just... Whatever... I feel like it's whatever gives the most dopamine. Mm. It's like, if you could live in a virtual world and everything else is taken care of, you would. And if you could live in your memories... And you would just charge, like, your life would be sad as fuck. But if you could live through the happy parts of your life over and over again, that would make it worth just doing constantly. Mm. Yeah, that's fucked, bro. I don't want to do that. That sounds so sad. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I guess my biggest worry with, like, the future of technology is just, like, the black mirror esque. Mm. And I think the prevalence of people who can hack and, like, I think right now the scariest thing about hacking is just like people getting your information. Mm. But as soon as we start more and more of our lives get integrated and tied up, it gets scarier Mm. and scarier. Like this was years ago, like almost 10 years ago at this point, but there was like a wireless pacemaker. So you could go to a doctor and like, instead of having a cut you open every time you could just go there, the doctor can connect and monitor it to the device. Someone could hack into that. And literally fire off too many electrical pulses and kill you. Holy shit. Did that, like, do you know that happening? Is that like a... You would never know. Because that would just be a malfunction. Yeah. It just stopped working. Holy shit. Um, It's the same thing with... um, (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) It's with... I was talking to this lady at this company. Maybe I won't mention the company, but I asked her about, like... Because she was like, oh, yeah, I work in the cybersecurity division. I'm like, oh, how do you feel about... um?" Like, automated cars and, like, someone, like, hacking into it. It's like, oh, like, we protect against that, so you're, like, you don't have to worry. And then, but, like, before that, I had seen this guy who, he's, like, written books at this point, and, like, he doesn't really show his face, but he works with this other guy who also, like, writes a bunch of books and gives a bunch of talks on, like, hacking and technology. And he's, Mm. like, they did a demo of hacking into, like, a 2020 Chevy, like, pickup truck, and then, like, cutting the brakes, controlling the steering wheel, Mm. doing a bunch of fuck shit. So, like... I also wonder to what point do we get to, like, if, like, someone wanted to do, like, a political assassination and they just hack into the car and just... Yeah. Rear that shit off the edge. Yeah, bro. People would assassinate the fuck out... Like, Teslas? Rah. I'd suicide the shit out of people if I was a CIA right now. Like, Oh, my... The car just malfunctioned yeah, and got into an accident. That's we don't know what happened. Insane. They don't just delete the data logs or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and, like, if you're, yeah, like, if you have enough money and power... You could just make it look like an accident. I would, I could absolutely see, and I hope this doesn't get me on a list somewhere. (laughs) I could absolutely see, like, all right, a government needed to whack somebody, made this accident happen, pay off everyone nearby, go to the company and be like, you don't say shit, here's $10 million. Mm. Maybe $100 million. I don't know what's a lot to Mm. organizations. Here's $100 million. Don't say anything, chalk it up to an accident. 
I don't think anyone would say shit. Or you could be like, yeah, you just release, like, oh, yeah, your cars are hackable and everybody can just go and murder people. Like, that alone, I would think, is blackmail enough. But still, yeah, what you're saying, like, holy shit. Just the way, I mean, that's got to be real. That's got, like, maybe not with, like, hacking a car, but, like, you know they fucking killed people, like, with some sus-ass shit with companies. Or, or with like, some good-ass technology. Oh, so... Um, this happened a long time ago. So there's this guy who was making bank off um, filing tax returns for dead people. Mm. And and like certain states, you could exploit that because it's like the certain agencies wouldn't talk to each other. So file a tax return, dead person, get a couple thousand dollars, call it a good day, move on. Mm. And people are dying all the time. So like your supply of people who you could file tax returns for is... Basically unlimited. Yeah. So FBI was getting on to him, and then eventually they, like, narrowed down roughly where he, like, what, like, general vicinity of an area he lives in mm. between a couple apartments. So they eventually figured out what apartment he's in, and they nabbed him. And this guy was so safe and so cautious about everything he did he was sus the fuck out about how they found him. So they used this technology that pretty much, um, or this device that they would drive through a neighborhood and it would act as a cell phone tower. So like, like if I wanted to find you based off your phone, I could find you and I didn't have a lot. I could find the general area. Like I could determine that you're in like the UCF area because you're connected to the cell phone tower. And mm. that's about it. Now, if I had access to like your find my iPhone, then I could find you. Is it hard to access the cell phone tower kind of information? Like, is that public or wouldn't that be? Uh, depends how illegal you want to get. If you want to like go to the base <laughs> of the cell phone tower and connect a device to it, or if you want to have this device like the FBI had that mimics a cell phone tower and just fucking sweep around until you find something. And that's what they did. So. Um, they went through a neighborhood pinging everyone and they eventually got his phone. They figured they knew what make his phone was, but they couldn't figure out which phone mm. it was because it was using like a sat link and like there was a card you had to slot. This is like back when phones like had to slot things into it to mm. connect. So they figure out where he is. They nab him. He does his own research and they he figures out that they use this technology that kind of infringed on people's Fourth Amendment rights. Um, God, I forget his name, but you could probably find him up find it out really quickly mm. so he loses the initial court case he's g getting ready to appeal it and the fbi is like we'll let you out in two weeks if you don't appeal your case because they knew they would lose the case in the higher courts mm. because this technology was infringing on people's rights and it was uh, an illegal way of surveilling people or surveilling someone even if he was doing something wrong mm. They were also, um, like, if they drove past this building right now and they were looking for me, they would have infringed on, like, all of the people out there, including you, would mm. be Fourth Amendment violations mm. because they don't have a warrant for me and they don't have a warrant for you guys and mm. they need a warrant for each individual person to be able to do something like that to your information and your technology. Mm. Um, I can only imagine how bad that would get in the future. And especially with, like, cars and just any other form of hack. Man, cybersecurity just scares the fuck out of me sometimes. Uh, I was going to, like, that's one of the things I'm like, man, I got to get into this just to be safe. Like, it seems scary. Like, 
as a lay person knowing none of this shit, like, I feel so vulnerable. Like, anybody could come in, like, if you know enough stuff, you can just, and I guess it's like, you know, in real life, like, if a dude's, like, big enough, he can come up and just, like, punch the shit out of me and kill yeah. me. It's like, okay, fine, yeah, you know, you're always in danger, technically, but, like, I don't know, something about it being in the internet, it's like, at any point in time, somebody could look you up and figure out where you live, like, where you take a shit and where you go to buy your coffee, that is, like, and somebody could do that without even leaving their house in California or whatever, and just, they really don't like you. In my classes, we've been figuring out, like, we've been, like, analyzing, like, files and, like, viruses and a bunch of other things. And, like, you could figure out a lot of data for, like, big companies or even just, like, at the individual level, like, sitting at a Starbucks. Like, connecting to, like, the local internet isn't too bad. But, like, what you do on the local internet could be bad because, like, you connect into your bank, not a big deal. But you maybe sending some nudes to somebody could potentially be picked up by somebody mm. and then be used to blackmail you. Like, if someone figures out the coffee shop you frequent and you go there and they could just sit there and they could just capture your data. Just by, like, logging into the, the router and just, like... Public just router. Because uh, you can use... Um, it's called Wireshark. And it's a tool that you use to, like, analyze network traffic. Mm. It's got a lot of good practical uses, but it obviously has its bad practical mm. uses. And there are certain, like, things you could do to scan a network. That you, Fun fact, you can't do it here at UCF because you will get flagged. And you will get a message saying, stop mm. scanning. Because UCF is a secure network. You, can, you should only be here if you're a student. If you're not a student, use the guest network. If you're connected here, you could, like... There's commands and, like, operating systems you could use to, like see all the IP addresses and see, like, what ports are open on certain people's computers to, like, be able to communicate with them and, like, maybe send them some such shit. You can't do that at UCF. But if you did it on, like, your private home network or at a Starbucks network, you could essentially capture that data. And it goes back to data. It's all just collecting information and using that against somebody. Mm. Um, and that's why... The social engineering aspect of a lot of it is kind of important because if I could pretend to talk to you and just being like some Joe Schmo and just get some extra information out of you, easy. Pretend to be a uh, one of the guys who's like asking for like voters mm. to fill out stuff. You come up, you fill out a form that I downloaded off a website that looks legit. You put your first name, your last name, your address. Boom, a treasure trove of data that I can use against you. Holy. Um, so... The social engineering part is, like, cool and, like, is the easiest part. And it's just, it's pretty much just getting somebody to let you have access to something. Um, but, like, the cooler, like, hacky stuff, I guess. Your computer, when you have a password, right? And, like, you set a password for a username. That password is stored somewhere on your computer. Because mm -hmm. it has to know that that's the password. You could, in theory like connect Wait, to someone you mean like a password logging thing like how firefox already knows your password is that yeah so like when you for your windows computer your password is stored somewhere even if you tell it like don't store it well your windows login mm. like you know when you have to sign in and you put in your password or, your oh, or something yeah yeah that password is stored somewhere mm -hmm. on your computer because you have to be able to get in your computer yeah um you can 
it would take a while. But you can like cop like get into someone's computer or like communicate with it remotely, copy like a lot of the files and put it like on your own computer and then just have assist or have software that will just skim through it or just go through it and find that file that has the password. And the professor's given us like assignments where we literally have to like, all right, here's a file system, find the password. Good luck. So they te- like they want you to know how to hack. Yeah. So you can protect against it, but like also like analyze it, protect against it, do some such shit here and there. Yeah. But it's insane. Like so you're dangerous. You have like Wildly, yeah. that's kind of crazy. That's interesting. Like so you could figure like you think you could definitely like figure out where I live and like who i don't know who i talk to the most yeah i could probably figure out who you associate with on a daily basis like it so like the first step is like reconnaissance and then like scanning and then whatever the other steps are that's the rest of the semester Mm. but (laughs) i'd like maybe i'd make like if i had your name at least or like i could find you on like a public social media maybe i'll make a face fake social media account connect with a bunch of people who know you maybe ask one of them about you and they give me information on you mm. that's why the social engineering part is so scary because somebody could like be like oh hey i'm trying to do um this or i'm looking for this person or i'm trying to get in contact with this person Can you tell me a little bit about them or something it's like oh um this person put you as a reference for a job um do you have like five minutes to talk tell me about them mm. um figure out where you go to school what you post on social media could totally be used against you and, like, who you tag, the area you're in. Oh, if I, like, see that you're in, like, the UCF area bunch, like, probably based off your Instagram and my Instagram, too, you could figure out that I live in Orlando. Mm. I definitely live in Florida. Um, and then you just keep going down the rabbit hole till you have enough information to either blackmail somebody or you could use that information to blackmail someone into letting them have access to your computer. Or, like... The social engineering, I get you to click a sus link, boom, I have access to your computer. Mm. Um, and it's crazy because, like, you're at least conscious of, like, what's going on and, like, what's freaking you out. Mm. Um, sorry, one sec. We're going to pause real quick. Trying for, to make up for any awkward silence. Yeah. Or fucking awkward pauses, I guess. <laughs> All right, we're back for our pre-break slash guest spot. Met a guy named Will. Just for the documentation. Chill, dude. Chill, dude. Looks like Good I vibes. know. I swear, like, I've seen that face before. He but. follows somebody that I know. Like, uh, I was like, I didn't know. He follows two people I know. I was like, no way. Dude, the world is so small, bro. It's fucking, like, you ever get that where it's like, how the fuck do you know this person that I know? Like, boom, boom, bow, bow, bow. Oh, it circles right back to you. Like, have you heard of the um, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? No. It's like you are never more than six people away from anybody else. So it's like I know you, you know Bob, Bob knows Joe. Boom, boom, boom. There's a maximum of six people in between me and Kevin Bacon. Or depending on anybody in the world, they know somebody who knows somebody who can somehow get them to Kevin Bacon with six people or less, period. And it's like, holy shit. You would think it would be crazier than that. Like you would think like seven billion people? Like how is that even possible? But I, I don't know. Some math... You might you might know more about it just because like computers or some shit you have to do that math but like the amount of like uh, matchups that you need is really not that many in order to get 
to all seven billion people. I don't know how the math would work for that, but I know there's this thing called the birthday paradox where, like, the likelihood of you sharing a birthday with someone goes up the more people that are in a room with you mm. because there's only so many birthdays and so many combinations. So, like, you had more people and, like, at certain numbers, the likelihood of someone having the same birthday as you hits, like, 50% at least. Mm. And, ugh, God. I've written too much about the birthday paradox. <laughs> is that something like if you're cybersecurity, do you any like do you do cryptography kind of stuff or like where in cybersecurity do you mainly specialize? So you depending on your on um, some of like the classes, so like base cryptography, we learned a lot about like old encryption algorithms. So there's like the Caesar cipher, which is easy, you just pick a number. And you have, like, you have your name, right? And you pick the number seven. So you shift every letter over by seven. And mm. boom, that's your cipher. Easy. Easy to encrypt. Easy to break. Mm. And then you have difficult-ass ones that banks and, like, a lot of companies currently use that is, like, elliptic curve DES or AES that, like, has an algorithm that swaps numbers around and, like, 24 or like 10 to 24 rounds so like mm. imagine a round is a cycle of swapping a bunch of numbers and bits mm. and then you do that 10 times and then you do that for like each part of it it's a lot of math mm. and a lot of numbers and like so if another small world thing ucf and the fbi have the same certificate authority which is pretty much um in order to trust UCF's connection, there needs to be a third party that, like, certifies that your connection to UCF is secure. So, like, www.ucf.edu is backed up by Cloudflare. Cloud, when you connect, um, when you're on Firefox, right, or whatever, or Google Chrome, mm. and you type in Google or type in my UCF or UCF.edu, um, it goes to... Um, the ISP and it's like find me UCF's IP address boom alright now um, I need to know this is secure um, and it's like okay here's the certificate of authentication this certifies that this connection is indeed um, UCF EDU and it is backed up by this company cool it gives those both to you so the next time you go on um, do you use Firefox or Chrome? I use Firefox so next time, if you want to see all this information, it's right there. Um, and I could text it to you later. Click the lock in the top left corner of the search bar. Mm. And then it'll say something that says view certificate. You could view the certificate or it'll say more information. It'll show you some more information. And then you click view certificate and it'll show you every detail. Mm. It'll tell you the algorithm they use. It'll tell you the public key, which is pretty much, there's like a private key. So the public key is like sent publicly and it's like anyone can see it. But then UCF has a number or it has like their own like secret decryption number that they agreed upon with Cloudflare. Mm. And it's like, okay, if you send me something and I use this, to decrypt this, I will get the secret message, the Krabby Patty formula. Mm. So, and it's just so weird that there's a third party for most websites. So if you ever get a connection that's not secure, it's not backed up by a third party. Is it So when you say it's like 
Is that, is that like the HTTPS, like the little lock thing when it's like, oh, this connection is not secure. We don't know anything about this. Yes. That's because it's just not verified. Yes. So like most sites are verified like that or most popular sites are? Most popular sites will have a, and it's called a certificate authority pretty mm. much, a big company that is like, we certify these connections. We verify them and we send them out to people. Huh. So and you can see any, any website that has that. You can just look at it. And we have the same level as the FBI. Like, what do they same use? Cloudflare. Flare? Yeah, Cloudflare. Um, yeah, Cloudflare. Flare L O I three. The same company that does UCF does the FBI, and that is weird. Mm. And I was like, so one of my classes, I have to like find like legal implications of like wireless intrusion attacks. So I was looking at the FBI's website, and I was like, okay, this is wild. And I was like. I wonder, and I clicked the lock because there's like something at the top that was like, this website is secure because there's a lock at the top. Mm. And I'm like, that is like a weird thing for the FBI to say on their website. And then I clicked it and I was like, oh, okay, it's verified. This is cool. And I saw the name and I was like, there's no way. Use is fucking small work. And then I use Google and you Google has a different one. And I'm like, this is just so interesting to like mm. look at. And it's right there. It's right there the whole time. Yeah. Do we have good security like at UCF? Like I know we have good cybersecurity team. Like I would think we would, although I've heard, I don't know if this is like, shouldn't be confessed, but I've heard hacky UCF has hacked UCF a time or two. I don't know. Probably. I mean, I, yeah, I figure like, why wouldn't I, you know, you gotta be, you don't want it to be a B anymore. Would that be hard? Do you think like to hack web courses and change your grade? Mm, doing that probably wouldn't be that hard. It's always the thing that you would have to get away with is just not getting noticed. Mm. Like, if you could just subtly change your grade a couple times, just a little bit. Yeah. Like, like not your, like, course grade, but, like, maybe change an assignment here, change an assignment there. Because the professor would have to notice. Yeah. Because if you suss out the professor, then it's like, oh. But if you don't suss out the professor and, like, you get by, you make it look like the professor logged into it. Mm. It's fucking easy. Damn. I guess the hard part would be getting the professor's login. Because that's the other thing with kind of like social engineering and like finding out data. You want to do it in a way that gets you least notice. So if you could somehow get your professor's login and like make it look like you're the professor who logged in. And obviously you wouldn't log in from your own computer. Maybe mm. from like a virtual box. But maybe you come to campus and you log in on the professor's under the professor's ID and then like change your shit and then mm. leave. Like maybe come in with like a hoodie, like something cover your face, make sure you don't get like super noticed. Wear your mask, yeah. 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 Wear a mask, cover your hair, whatever, do whatever you need to do and leave. No one would probably be the wiser. Mm. So what like yeah, because I guess you could put like I'm just thinking I would never do this, but like, you know, you go before the lecture starts, you go and you put like a USB that just like screen records or whatever, like it knows whatever they're going to type oh, before so they log into the computer. A, it's called a keylogger, mm. right? So you can, and what's wild is you can watch a tutorial for how to do this in like 15 minutes. So you use a Python script connected to like some web server that you set up earlier. Mm. And essentially setting up a web server would be as easy as I want, go to the service, I want you to capture anything that comes the, your way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you like an IP address and it's like, all right, anything sent to this IP address will be written down or some bullshit. Hmm. So you write the script 
plug it into like the professor's computer or whatever, and it'll write down anything that they type out. And the professor will just type out their stuff and it'll literally copy everything that they have typed. Holy sh! Okay. And that's like one of the easier things to do. Damn. So it's not like if you want to change your grade, it's there's definitely got to be people doing that then on campus. There's definitely people hacking their fucking grades. I would almost like if I was a CS professor, I would always be like, I respect like here, take it and go ahead. Like if you, man, if someone runs my shit without noticing, then yeah, I'd be like, fuck. Fair enough. Like you earned it, you know. Like you cheated so hard that like you did more work than the assignment was. Like go ahead, bro. Like <laughs> it's all yours. But like, okay, so to the question that that has been plaguing my mind for many a year, like, if I wanted to get Spotify Premium for free, how would somebody hypothetically do that in a fake universe? So, if you wanted Spotify Premium for free, they use a dummy account, right? You know, have a dummy account. There's probably so. There's probably a data structure that has like all your data so it's like all right um eric he's not subscribed to spotify or you're using a dummy name mm. john john spotify free um this is payment method this is billing address this is email mm. um and this is his like credit card information i'm sure you could go into spotify and like, if you could find exactly where your data is held, you could probably change one like text field, mm. and be like, um, change it from like free to premium, and then boom, it'll automatically consider you as having premium, even and if it's not charging you. Like, yeah, because I'm sure, like, I think this is how it would work. You, the payment method goes through as soon as the payment method goes through, um, a function. Is like checks. It's like okay, a payment ha- method has been processed and it has been approved. We will now change you from premium or from free to premium, and I'm sure it's just like a text field mm. or something, like a zero to a one almost. Yeah, like. abs, abs, of fucking, especially because mm-hmm. there's only one or two, mm. or like yeah, just a one or two or zero one, maybe even a two if there's like student tiers or whatever. Mm. Um, flip that, and then go back. And then go back to the account, and it's like, this account has been paid for, and it has premium. You are good. Mm. And then it'll come up next month, and the next month it'll do the check, and it'll be like, okay, we're going to process the payment method. Payment method has been declined. Since the payment method has been declined, we're going to change this back from premium, one, to zero, free, mm. boom, your access has been revoked. And then there's probably a check that is like, is this um, uh, John's account? Is it premium? Yes or no? Yes. No ads. No ads. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so it's not as easy as just, like, hacking it once and you're done. Like, you would have to be a routine, like, with the monthly. You could either do it as a routine, or you could probably change up just the way it works on yours. Like, you could probably automate it to Mm. where, like, every time it comes through, it'll just flip it. Or maybe... If you have a free account and you change it to premium, it'll never check for a payment method because mm. you never got declined in the first place or you never got approved in the first place, depending on how they do it. Yeah. So what do you use as a, as a tech man? Like, do, do you use Firefox? What kind of phone do you use? Do you use Android or uh, Ubuntu Touch maybe? Or? I use I use my Android. 
I have I use Firefox, barely touch Chrome. Um, especially because Chrome is kind of doggy at eating my RAM. Mm. Don't use Brave? Like a good. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> Firefox <laughs> is too convenient. Opera. <laughs> oh, God, Opera. I tried <laughs> Opera once and I saw how much memory it was eating and I was like, never mind. Oh. We'll pass. And if I ever need to do anything that, like, is like reconnaissance or like deep web or anything, I use a virtual box. So I have like six machines in a virtual box. Mm. And then I have really an older like MacBook Air, like 2011. Mm. And I have a USB. I think it's the one on my keychain, if I remember. But I have a USB that has like a 25 character password to load into Tails, which is a um, removable operating system. So you boot into it. And this operating system, you like configure a bunch of settings. As soon as you unplug the USB, completely shuts off and wipes whatever mm. was there. So it is like like if you wanted to like do like some deep web like drug transactions, that's the operating so- system someone would use. And mm. they use Tail or use Tor to connect to the deep web and then go from there. Is Tor safe like that? Like, it, it, does it do VPN stuff or? Um, it does like something similar to a VPN where like it'll kind of like hide your IP address and like you can switch it around mm. a little bit. But if you use it on like just your Windows without a VPN, it might be mildly sus. If you use it on Tails with like a bridge, and the bridge is essentially like like a physical bridge, like just connects you to something else. Mm. It pretty much works like a VPN just under a different name. Mm. And then... What else would you do? Never full screen anything. Why is that? Because that could give away um, your computer's aspect ratio or resolution. And that gives someone, if someone was monitoring your connection, Mm. that gives them more information. It's always information warfare. It's like, how much information can someone get on you? Mm. So like, if they know roughly where you're connecting from, if they at least know what your computer is, you could at least scare someone and be like, I know you're using Tor browser on a Apple mid 2011. Mm. That's enough to, that would spook the fuck out of somebody. Would that spook you since you know? Like right now, no. Or you'd be like, all right, tell me something like this, this and that. And if they can't answer then. Yeah. I'd be like, tell me my actual IP address. Tell me my Mac address. Mm. And then we could talk. Or um, I'd be like, tell me my name. Or uh, tell me, just ask them to tell me something about me. And they usually can't. Am I at risk if my like my email is ericarani3? Or maybe I shouldn't be saying that. Well, whatever. Fuck (laughs) it. I don't care. Um, I'll have to change it when I get big. No, but um, my name is, you know, my name's in my email, right? Am I like that's fucked, right? Like I should not do that. That's, um, I mean, I use it for like professional stuff most of the time, but like I'm mm. the same way with one of my professional emails. In hindsight, I wish I made mine just like my first name and maybe my last initial. It's mm. a little bit better. And like your full last name is like whatever. It's like okay, like, mm. y- you should be fine. It's only when you start putting information like your birthday mm. into like your email that's like okay, that's like again, it's you're giving. That is information that somebody could use against you. It's like, okay, I know his name. I know his birthday. There's a lot you could do with someone's name and birthday. Mm. Um, like what? Like what could be... Like, you can't sign up for a bank account or, like... 
You can sign up for a bunch of dummy accounts if you really wanted to just mildly inconvenience someone. Just mm. sign up for a bunch of fake accounts. I'll go around masquerading as somebody else and just say like crazy shit. Like, just make a bunch of Twitter accounts, make them super racist. Mm. Like, oh yeah, this is Johnson take account. Look at him go, you know. Have your age. Uh, they could like make fake profiles of you on like Tinder or something mm. or Bumble. They could. If you like made any of your recovery thing, your birthday, boom, your birthday was right there. Damn. And some people do that. Yeah. If your card pin is like your birthday or like a pin to like your phone or something is your birthday, boom, your birthday is right there. Mm. It's usually what people guess. People usually make numbers something easy that they can remember. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about like the Pegasus software or anything like that? Pegasus 2, I've heard. It was like something they made where it's like if they have your phone number, basically they can hack into your phone and they use it like on like, I don't know, like Jeff Bezos or some shit like that. Or they found out like they were like the US was like hacking Angela Merkel's like cell phone or some shit like that and like tracing all that shit. I don't know. Mm. I personally don't know much about it, but I'm sure there's software like that. Mm. Probably a lot of money, but. I mean, yeah, I figure like that's like the like terrorist usb you know like we'll fucking hack your phone mr president if you don't you know blah 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 i don't know it seems like a spy movie they'd be like yeah we have the pegasus software like tom cruise go blow it up before anybody gets their hands on it you know i feel like it's definitely like one of those more expensive softwares that like yeah give us someone's number and we could like it probably finds as much public information against somebody and probably like test that against their like phone passwords or something mm. do you think or no go ahead there's also like back doors okay so there's these things they're called day ones mm. and and not the raid day ones <laughs> but um it's call back yeah there'll be <laughs> updates to like a windows software or something and they'll you know when you update something there's a lot of code it could break something else sometimes people find these exploits and they don't say shit and they will hide it and then they'll like go a bunch of updates and like nobody's reported this bug or whatever these day ones are worth millions of dollars because governments will use it against other governments Mm. in like counter like if there's a bug that nobody knows about that lets me um name a file a specific thing and then i have admin privileges to your computer that's literal gold Mm. that is gold that is a treasure trove of money and issues you can exploit and the issue with it is so they use it in viruses and stuff they like package it in with viruses to do a lot of damage and to be able to make whatever virus or whatever malicious thing they want to do more effective Mm. but as soon as they use it it'll probably get patched by microsoft soon after mm. that's why they keep that shit hush it's worth a lot of money holy sh- so you could like ransom it to microsoft like you don't even need what is that even legal though to be like i have a day one on you like give me a million dollars this is they probably pay you yeah like you told microsoft is like i i found a day one exploit 10 million they would probably pay that without a second thought mm. 10 million dollars and maybe a job offer, actually. <laughs> Holy shit. Insane. Yeah. They used companies used to like trade that kind of information for like ten thousand dollars. People would like go and find it or whatever. And then like a cybersecurity or cyber warfare got more and more involved. It's worth way more. 
Because you could just do so much with it. So are you able to, like, go onto your Windows, just, like, Windows, and, like, look through the code and be That's like... That's what people do. That's, that, yeah, that is, like, a job, like, hunting for day ones. There are people to... who literally will hunt for them and then just sell them. Have you tried anything like that, or is it like... No, because, man, that sounds like a nightmare, looking through, like, Windows registry files, but... Yeah. And, fun fact, Windows registry literally has, like... It's like a log of everything you've ever done on your computer and like any connections you've ever made on your computer. There are viruses that will modify that to make it look like they don't exist. Mm, that's see. Okay. What's up with windows? Like I open up my task manager. There'll be like 400 processes going on. And like half of them are just windows bullshit going on. Like that's just windows like monitoring itself. So like a lot of it is like your registry running in the background. A lot of it's, um, just like background processes. Okay, so like, Cortana never shuts off though. Like um, you could you could like disable Cortana though. Mm. That'd be fine. Um so if you're like looking if you're ever worried about a process, if you right click it and usually you can look at properties or like more info, you could also look up that process and a lot of times Google or Bing will tell you this is a verified Microsoft process. And like I was doing that too the other day, I was like after going through my class, I was like, let me, like, make sure there's nothing sus, like, mm. running on my computer in the background. So I went through, like, almost everything, mm. and there's, like, nothing really sus. So if you're ever worried about something, you literally just search it up. And worst worst case, you can just find it. You can find exactly where that process is located and just delete it. Mm. Um, a lot of times you can just right-click it, go into properties, and it'll be like, okay, this process is under C, program, program files, <laughs> Windows, way over here. Mm-hmm. And just get rid of it. Okay. Um, but it's pretty much like your body. Your body's doing a lot of things in the background to keep you going. Yeah. But, and like, it takes energy and effort, but, like, not a lot. Okay. Because I have, like, a I have a Linux machine also, like, dual-booted on my computer, mm-hmm. and, like, it's just so much more snappy. Like, there's just not as much, like, yeah. bullshit going on. Like There it, are some things that Windows just does that it's just, like, you could just turn off. Like, I've, like, deleted a lot of processes, and, like, a lot of my startup things are just turned off because, like, there's just so much stupid shit. Well, like, there's some settings where I've gone and turned it off, and it's like, you can turn this off, but we're going to turn it back on in, like, ten days. Like, period there's not like we're not gonna let you leave this off like it's coming back on I'm like let me do it like fuck you it's my computer They're like no it's <laughs> our computer yeah I was, like I, I feel like yeah you don't really own your computer like, you can't do whatever you want with it can you like you could you really could but sometimes like especially on, like windows like if you need downloads or anything it's like okay this needs to be on and it's like oh fine mm. okay um I have I haven't loaded into the dual boot on my computer in a long time because I'm just always running my virtual machines for whenever I need to do stuff with mm. my Kali Linux, but Linux is just so much nicer and there you could do Linux is used a lot for like security purposes like Kali Linux is like the security hacker fucking mm. um, operating system because it comes prepackaged with a lot of like technology is like jack the rippers on it i don't know what that is it's like a password cracking software so like if someone has like an encrypted password you could just leave that shit running for like a week Mm. come back and you'll have the password cracked depending on how long it is Mm. 
Mm, that's kind of like fuck you but like there's certain things that'll like lock you out right like instagram you can't just run jack the ripper on instagram to try and find somebody's no so um you know how i mentioned how you could go through and like find the password file Mm. a lot of times that password file is encrypted so like let's say i got into your phone and i or i got into like your connection with instagram and i go through and i find the password that you sent to instagram but it's encrypted Mm. Or like I'm like um, I connect to your router somehow And you connected to Instagram When you connect to any service You send your username and your password Usually the password is encrypted Unless it's a bad website Then you're fucked <laughs> So it's encrypted And it sends it to Instagram And it's mm. like Hello Instagram I am Eric I'm trying to log into my Instagram Here's my username Here's my password Instagram opens it like a letter And it's like This is indeed your password Here's your account. Mm. Cool. You could intercept that letter and then leave Jack the Ripper running for like X amount of time, mm. depending on how bad you are at making passwords or how good you are. If you're good, it takes a long time. But if you just follow the basic things where it's like eight characters and like maybe an uppercase letter and an exclamation point, could maybe just a week of just straight running someone's computer and then crack it and then boom, get in. Okay, so that's... That's, like, the actual fuck shit you could do. Yeah, that's fucky. Where do you, like... Where, where are you planning on working with all this crazy-ass information? Uh, what, what prompted... You also go into, like, the master's thing from before. Like, why are you getting your master's? Where are you from? Like, you know, so what's... So, I have... Um, what's your plan? Super Hispanic family and... Are you Dominican? Yeah. Okay. So, my parents... I kind of came to college with the idea where it was like just get a degree and then you get a job and mm. then it wasn't until like junior or senior year of being here where i was like that's not really the case like you should get internships you should be working on projects you should be like doing a lot of things to make yourself a lot more marketable and easy to like talk to somebody mm. so i eventually i brought these concerns to a professor because i was like hey i feel like really unsure about myself i haven't had anywhere to like apply myself i feel like I've kind of, like, failed at, like, what I wanted to do. And, like, he reassured me. He's one of those people. He's, like, 50, 60 now. He's one of those people who's, like, you're young. Like, I'm almost three times older than you. And when he said... I always think back to when he said he's three times my age. And I'm, like, it kind of put things into perspective for me. Mm -hmm. And so, before that, Hispanic family, they were, like, do engineering. Do computers. It'll make money. And mm. I got lucky, and I just happened to really like computers. Mm. And there was a good chance of me, like, not fucking with it and being like, I'm unhappy. And would have been on that thing where I'm like, I have a job, but, like, I hate it. And I hate mm. what I do. But thankfully, I like computers, and I like this kind of field and all these things. So I was talking to professor, and he recommended grad school. And he was like, I'll even, like, write you a letter of recommendation. I want to see you do good. Um and just like keep up with me and let me know what's going on in your life so i'm like cool so that's pretty much how i got here and i've just kind of been like going with it and i'm like "Mm, fuck it i uh started applying internships ideally either work as a cybersecurity intern as some company or as a software development engineer Mm. at a company don't really have a preference on what company because i kind of want to get like my feet wet And then I kind of want to, like, after I've kind of, like, understood how, like, it is actually being out there and working, I kind of want to, like, do my best to move up and kind of, like, be more influential at a company, whether it be being um, 
security or like a cybersecurity individual or maybe more on the software development side and then maybe do like work on a doctorate on the side eventually because mm. i feel like getting a doctorate is like just one of those things you like do at some point just for swag yeah just for the, i don't know the whole paper thing i'm like i don't want to do a phd it's like oh, man the idea of a thesis or it's a the i found this out the other day it's a thesis for your master's and it's a dissertation for your mm. phd yeah and it's oh my god and you have to do like stuff up to it too like before you can even do your dissertation or like propose your dissertation you got to do like years of work mm -hmm. and then you propose and then you go work on your dissertation and then you're gonna defend Ugh, no it's not and they don't pay you enough and like uh, uh unless i find like i'm glad we have people who are obsessed like that but that ain't me like uh i kind of feel that though i i wish i was obsessed that would be, it seems like a fun job being a professor or, or mm, fun's a strong word <laughs> yeah i don't think i'd want to be a professor i think i'd want to well the idea of being a professor sounds cool, but, like, the idea of, like, maybe being at, like, the pinnacle of, like, technology or being at, like, the forefront of something mm. sounds exciting. But at the same time, I also really like, at least when it comes to cybersecurity, just, like, seeing something and just, like, picking at it and, like, mm. trying to figure out ways around it or, like, ways to exploit something. Mm. I see what you're saying. See, well, I also like, like, the lifestyle of it. Well... I know they're overworked, but the fact that it's like you can go to the lab whenever you want to, like nobody's really going to set your schedule besides like you have to teach this class at this time. Mm -hmm. Like that, I, I'm not looking forward to a nine to five. That kind of like freaks me out. It's like most of your time is going to be spent at a job. Like that's who you're going to hang out with the most of your time. Like this is, this is where you're going to burn your life. Like your candle is being devoted to this place, period. So it's like better enjoy it like it's kind of wild because a lot of people have been talking recently where it's like yeah like 40 hours is way too much work like unless like you're actually like physically doing things the entire time mm. most jobs can be done with like 20 hours of work mm. a week. and like people who work from home i have a friend who he was kind of unsure what he wanted to do with life his parents were like be an engineer or a doctor and he was like i'm kind of bad at math and science so he eventually got his degree in communication, worked in sales for a while, fucking hated it, worked in sales somewhere else, fucking hated it. And I was like, maybe you should find something you like. Mm. And he's like, ugh, fine. So <laughs> he found a job, like, um, adjusting mortgage papers or, like, loan papers. So, mm -hmm. like, it's a company that does mortgages. And he'll pretty much just, like, he works from home, and he will just format the paper so sometimes they're just rotated and scanned weird and he labels them all and that's his job and like he gets paid like 40 50,000 a year but he works from home yeah so he's comfortable pretty chill job his girlfriend lives in Kentucky so he's literally flying out to Kentucky all the time being with her coming back and he could just work from there he's back he's literally always playing Persona or Elden Ring or Destiny <laughs> and I'm like yo so I see you're a see you're playing and he's like yeah but I'm like working and I'm like you don't have a paper in front of you, do you? And he's like, nope. That, re yeah, remote work, I feel like people have, like, how do they not realize motherfuckers are, like, napping on the job? Shit, like, like, I've heard people, it's like, yeah, I figured it out, like, you just play a YouTube video, the the computer doesn't go to sleep, so then they don't know, and it seems like you're online and you're ready for shit, and then you just go take a nap while you're fucking, you got this YouTube pl video playing for two hours. It's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, don't they, like, they have to know if you're like if nobody's there watching you like 
of course you're gonna fuck off. Like uh, that's just human nature. Like, but people, I feel like if you if the work is getting done, then who cares? Like, well, I guess it depends on your manager too. I'm curious as to whether or not the work is getting done because I don't I don't know. Um, like that that's something I was like, how is productivity not dropped? Like personally, I think like education definitely took a hit because of covid and all that like remote learning is not as good as in at least for me remote learning is not as good as in-person no, absolutely learning not. and like the shit you can get away with remote learning is just like you're not getting the same thing and i think especially with remote work too it's like you're just not forced like you can do the same things i suppose um you know, like, oh, you you packaged 40 boxes this week like you did before, but now you've packaged them remotely. Like, okay, fine. And, like, I don't know. Maybe you're missing that extra something that would come along of, like, being forced to be in the office. You come up with an idea that you wouldn't have come up with at home. And, like, I know people are like, it may work better for somebody who does remote work. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm totally productive. But, like, to me, it just doesn't like i don't buy it I, i'm like you're staying home nobody like you don't have a manager watching you which like yeah fuck managers breathing down your neck but like you know sometimes you need somebody to crack the whip to get you to focus like i just i don't see it going on like this for much longer like either people are gonna say like all right we know you're not working as much time we're gonna pay you less or like like maybe the productivity is dropped so they're like okay we have to have people back in person because like the company's just not doing as well with everybody remote like i just don't i don't believe in the fact that like remote work is going to replace real work or in-person work i think for some industries it will because i don't i've seen some things where like certain companies have had their productivity go up really and i think like coders cybersecurity, anything like engineering would Mm. be fine Mm. only because of like the nature of their work is usually more like project based Mm. so it's like the work doesn't get done it's really fucking apparent who didn't do their fucking work Mm. but i think like other like office desk jobs or like sales or anything like that maybe those would be worse only because like yeah people just vibe around or i don't know i don't know enough about it too no but i see what you're saying like the project-based work like i think you're definitely i don't know i don't want to say you're definitely right and just like invalidate what i just said but <laughs> like it's definitely an interesting thing because there's definitely a point to be made about people who especially the people who post on tiktok who are just like vibing or napping or like watching stuff at work and it's mm. like it's like okay like i want to fight for this but you kind of like make it hard too. yeah like in education oh my god me and my friends were talking about this the other day like there's gonna be a weird educational gap because of covid mm. we think because um one of my roommates mom is a principal at a school mm-hmm. and they like couldn't fail kids for any reason unless they tried really fucking hard not to and like my little brother graduated from high school like the year after covid started and like he barely went to school barely fucking passed but like they just curved up all his grades Mm. and like called it good and like i had a roommate who became a teacher moved out and he was like yeah i couldn't fail i wasn't like i was told not to fail any kids like do anything unless this kid was like adamantly i guess doing all his work and his parents aren't responding to phone calls and nobody is trying on either side and the teacher wasn't trying then the kid could fail mm. so i feel like there's gonna be, and oh my god i can only imagine the kids who like 
the age where you have to like start reading and stuff. Oh yeah. And now they have to spend a year catching up. And I feel like it's going to it's not going to be apparent now. I feel like 3 or 4 years. It's going to be this weird educational gap. Yeah. That just makes things really weird for a lot of kids. It's like when is the year that you can skip cuz it affects like everybody in school basically like it, it, we're going to feel the effect I guess for the next what like 18 to 22 years I guess if you will like oh high school gosh, college it's weird to like because it's like which I, I was thinking like oh you know I'm pissed like oh yeah my ju- my sophomore junior year were robbed of me in college like that's the time you know party and go fuck you know fuck everybody whatever mm-hmm. but it's like imagine if your senior year of high school got taken from you like fuck that or like I don't know the year like I don't know when I learned to read but like oh first grade taken from you like wow there's a lot of people I've met recently who are, like, a bit younger than me that, like, the social skills have not developed yeah. nearly as much. And it's, like, weird. And, like, I consider myself to be, like, an extroverted person. Mm-hmm. I like talking. I like vibing with people. I like going out and meeting people. But a lot of people have just, like, reverted to, like, mm. being super introverted or just, like, People who are already, like, kind of awkward. And, like, I was a nerdy fucking kid in high school. Don't get mm. me wrong. But I still, like, vibed. And, like, I had my friend group. But if, like, you have to stay at home for that much time in high school and then, like, going to college, it's, like, how do you talk to people? Yeah. I mean, now I also think that it's just something, like, like being social now is so different from what it was, like, pre-phone. Like, like, you know, all the kids go down to the soda fountain and hang out or, like, you know, like, you go to the drive-in or, like, oh, there's make-out point. Like, it was never, like, like, people just stay home nowadays because their parents are afraid they're going to get, like, raped and murdered. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, go connect online or whatever. Like, oh, I'm getting cyberbullied rather than, like, like, where do people hang out after school? Like, if you don't do a sport or you don't do something like an activity at school, it's like, where? And because, like, I didn't live near, like, my high school is 40 minutes away from me. Mm. So I was like... I'm not walking anybody's house. Like, I don't have a car. Like, as soon as I leave high school, like, bye. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not talking to you till tomorrow or till next week. Like, unless I get my mom to drive me 40 minutes to go hang out at your house. So I was like, like, there's no place for just kids to, like, just come together how they used to and, like, just be social. And I was like, one of the ideas I had was, like, it's like a bar but for kids. So it's just non-alcoholic. It's just, like, you just go. It's like you pay like five bucks or whatever you just go and hang out in a big building then like oh people are just gonna do like drugs in there and like weird shit's gonna happen but like i feel like that's a need that people have is like there's no place for like people to just go to be social if you're a kid like and even if you if you don't drink like okay a bar's not gonna be much fun for you either so it's like where do you go to just go be with and meet people and just go hang out does that even exist anymore i think like i think it's just all online. Like, dating's mostly moved online. Has Like, online dating is fucked, bro. Like, oh, no, it's super fucked. It, and it does, like, something psychologically to you. It does. Like, that's one thing I've been thinking about is, like... So, it, it personally, I think Hinge is the best out of the, the, you know, Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, out of the big three, I call them. Just because you can message and, like... Then you can got... You got game if you can't, like, make a good profile, right? Then you can mm. spit a little game, maybe a little ugly, spit a little game. It's like, okay, you know... Give him an edge, you know, instead of a girl looking at you. Yeah. But, um, 
but like i think it distorts the view of both the male and the female like the females just getting like a bunch of messages from these dudes they're getting the same questions because it's like the same profiles are the same like oh like i drive stick shift it's like 30 dudes are like oh what kind of car do you drive this is that it's like they get fucking bored of it and at the same time it's like you know you're you're so stimulated you're not even like they're not even like worried about like oh my attractive it's like i have 40 dudes right here on my phone like trying to fuck me right now it's you like get, you're just an option yeah exactly you're just an option and then like the guy is like you're sending out i feel like i'm applying to jobs i'm like i'm gonna apply to like 50 of these girls and like i'll get like three messages back and then we'll work it out from there it's like dude and like you get to the interview and then yeah. you don't get an email back and then you're just kind of sitting there like sad exactly it's like in person it would be like you walk up to a girl's like she had like unless she's super rude like she basically has to talk to you which is like oh you're getting a little creepy eric making people talk to you but like you know what i mean like you go like one there's nobody else like she doesn't have there's not a line behind me of dudes trying to talk to her like okay maybe at a bar but you walk up you have her attention you can the the resolution of just communication like she can see you she can hear you she can smell you like there's something to be said about all the pheromones and shit going on like that whole thing is just completely lost so like on the guy's side just like you're you feel like nothing like you're not getting any responses you're like oh maybe i should change this like you know there's nothing for the guys and then the girls are overwhelmed and it's like this is not this is not how people mate like this is not our species doesn't mate like this it's not our ritual this is happen it's unnatural and then you get like i've met a couple guys who like get weirded out by like i'm not afraid to approach them and talk to them Mm. just make conversation Mm. and like we hit it off we talk we vibe whatever but like i've met guys who think that it's weird and they think it's weird that i do that i think like i've definitely like i don't think it's weird that you do that but that is definitely like for me it's not easy like i'm oh, like no i i'm like fucking anxiety the entire like i literally yeah. have to sit there and be like okay i want to go talk to her i should go talk to her yeah i've been looking at this girl yeah. for like five ten minutes like, yeah. side glances i'm like i should have talked to her but i'm so nervous She's like, what, are you, what am i gonna say i don't know what to say you know and it's like I don't know. I've gotten this weird. There's been this weird rise of guys who like want to speak for how girls should be approached, but they're also not the kind of people to approach girls. Mm. Like I, I have, a, I had a roommate who hasn't like not to flame him too hard for being a virgin, but he had never slept with anybody, mm. and but he also hadn't really talked to that many girls. And anytime he did talk to a girl, he would like kind of like weird them out and they just stop talking to him mm. and he would be like really offended by it and i'm like i don't know like bro you just gotta it's not that like serious it's not yeah that, i don't know like well i think too like especially online if you're texting somebody something that you text can come off completely different than how you would say it in person like just like oh if you say something with like a smile you're like oh you know like i'm joking and like people be like oh that's kind of yeah that's kind of funny versus like if you text that and they don't really like see the sarcasm in the text it's like oh he's a creepy dude i'm just not gonna talk to him anymore i'm like i have to be so careful with the way i send emojis like i yeah. i only say it in like the crying laughing emoji and like maybe the dog emoji because like my dog is usually a point of conversation bro yeah it's like what the whole emoji thing like okay i'm sure you've had a moment where it's like you're texting a girl or somebody you know is texting a girl 
and you get multiple people like, oh, she said this, this, and this. What do I say back? And you go into a whole forensic analysis of like, what am I going to say to her? What did she mean when she said that to me? Oh, she added a period? No, period serious, bro. She was really having fun. She wouldn't punctuate things. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is not... It's this a is not, weird psychological this game isn't, that goes into like, it. It's not natural. Like, and I, and I was like, oh, this is a future. It's like, this isn't how we're supposed to do this. Like, it's fucked, bro. Or like, just like I was saying, like, you'll be messaging a girl, or like, I'll be messaging a girl... And, like, I might say something that's, like, I don't know, off-putting if she wants to go to one of our other options. And she's just ghost. Like, done. There's no... Like, if I was talking to you in person, at least you're, you're not just going to walk away. And, like, if you do, I'll be like, fuck you. Like, you know, but, like, it's okay on text. But in person, they at least would be like, oh, like, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. Like, at least you get uh, closure, I guess. So, I, I was texting a girl and, like just like no like i'm like throwing out responses and just like one words and i'm like i was like hey i don't think i'm interested in texting you anymore and like instantly it was like like what happened like and like so much and i'm like dude like what what's weird about this like well usually people just stop texting or like i stop texting them and i'm like i feel like it's weird to not be like i guess i'm not usually super upfront, but i also haven't really like ghosted a lot of people Mm. so i'm like just like, hey, I don't want to talk anymore. It's just mind-blowing to someone. Yeah. And I've told my friends that I've done that, like, a couple other times, too, and they're like, that's so weird. And I'm like, it's weird to be straightforward with somebody? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that, that yeah, I could say that is something that, like, I wouldn't, nobody's ever done that to me. Like, been like, oh, or, like, maybe one girl, but, like, I'd seen her in person, too. It wasn't just, mm-hmm. like, off text where she's like, oh, yeah, like, I don't think we should do this anymore. I was like, oh, okay, like, thank you at least for saying something instead of just like being like i'm not gonna talk to you you don't get any information about it whatsoever like you just sit there and you're like what did i do wrong yeah you're going over every single thing you did you're like it was this no it was this it was that is like and then you can't you can't like adjust your behavior like let's say you've never really talked to a girl and you like said something that was creepy or whatever Mm. and but no nobody and she didn't say anything you could end up saying it again and Mm. make someone else uncomfy and you would never know mm. versus like hey what you just said just there it's kind of creepy you're kind of weird they're mm. like not really funny if someone tells you your joke's not funny you're yeah. not saying that fucking joke again and yeah. you're gonna go find better jokes or like in person if they give you a face like they don't even have to be like it's like just text somebody like hey that was creepy like okay i get that's a little bit much i guess like so this kind of effort but like if you just say something to somebody and they kind of they give you that look like it's not it's just that you can see their reaction you can see it's creepy they don't need to have to tell it to you because that can be like i don't want to be like hey brian you're being creepy right now like now that's sort of like something on me like i'm telling somebody who's i'm the judgment guy who's like you're a creepy person you're creepy. It's like no, no no you say something i wince you're like you're gonna figure that out for yourself you're like ooh, maybe i shouldn't say that to him like or like Mm. If you're close enough with someone, maybe like I'll tell my friends if they they'll say something like weird or like what you said was like kind of like too far. Like we'll we'll joke and jab at each other over a game, but sometimes someone like gets a little too aggressive or angry or makes a really jabby pointed comment, mm. and I'll wait till like after a conversation. I'll be like, hey, what you said was like kind of mm. kind of weird or something. Or for example, I was talking I was talking to this girl and. Like, we were, like, kind of, kind of, like, open about, like, our power dynamic. Like, Mm. she was, like, very submissive. Mm. And 
one of my friends had made a comment about like that being like the way she acts and then later she was like hey your friend like i was like weirded out by this statement i don't like that being said Mm. out loud and then i went and talked to him and i was like hey this is like kind of weird he's like oh i didn't mean anything by her or whatever and i'm like no no, no 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 like it's okay like i'm not i'm not offended and like she's not upset she still thinks you're cool it's just kind of mm. kind of weirded her out so yeah like, just let you know yeah like i don't know i feel like it's important to let people know because people can't change if they don't know and it's like how you keep mentioning with like you could see someone's face if you're in person mm. but like online dating and people just talking over the internet too much and i feel like people don't even like talk like to hear each other's voice anymore because like you could kind of tell like how someone's feeling based on like if you're facetiming or even like on the phone like Mm. maybe by the tone of their voice and people just don't see that anymore Mm. and i don't know it's weird it's weird we live in a weird time yeah plus then there's the whole like algorithm component like tinder makes money off of you not going out with girls oh absolutely like this one dude said something and i was like oh you blew my mind he wasn't even talking about like tinder he was like they did this experiment with rats it's like okay the rat would press a button and it would get a treat you know classic you know conditioning and it was like if it gives it a like they randomly just like stopped giving the rat the treat when it would press the button but the rat would just keep pressing the button over and over and over again because it was like before i got a treat so maybe if i just keep pressing it i'll get a treat or if there's a random one like that's sort of like a casino thing i've heard they design or i've heard they design tiktok similar to how they do like slot machines but like same thing with dating apps it's like if you get that random like random success that's the most addictive way to get somebody to do something it's not like oh if i do five i'll get one no, no no it's like you don't know how many you need to swipe on and eventually you'll get one that will hook people in and so it's like tinder makes money off the fact that they will just randomly give you that dopamine release of like okay yeah we'll show you somebody who's like we know they've matched with you and like their score is about yours so you'll probably swipe on them they'll be like all right we'll give you that treat every once in a while but the rest of the time we're just going to give you people who we know you'll never swipe on or you'll always swipe on them but they'll never swipe on you or we won't even show you to them like you it's not even possible like they're not even going to break the algorithm and swipe on you because they feel different today it's like uh uh-uh they will never see you we know they're hot look at them swipe on them sure you've got a chance buddy go ahead give it a swipe it's like no you never exactly and it's like you're getting a company involved in romance like when i go up to a girl there's no company involved like okay maybe nike is involved like check out my shoes whatever but you know what i mean like there's no company in between me and her it's like i see her i want her i'm gonna talk to her boom like and she's gonna talk to me like unless she's a sociopath she's going to at least say hi no thank you period and that's enough for me like it'd be like okay i can see a little creepy on her face maybe she has a boyfriend like whatever fine but I did. That is so much like it feels so much better as just a person than swiping on people. Because like also like if you look at these profiles, like a lot of them just have girls in their swimsuit. It's like how often is the first encounter with a girl gonna be her in her swimsuit? Like these girls are like they're like, in their never. underwear. You it's like I can see like, back in the fifties like you know you wouldn't even be able to see a girl in a in a bikini like that like that is like taboo as fuck now i can see thousands of girls in bikinis in like one day like 
that's just gotta fuck with your head. Like, that's just, it's not how people are supposed to mate. And that's now what we're doing. You're like, ugh, we are fucked. I mean, oh, no, no. absolutely. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the, um, the rat with the button, because that's really similar to how AI with reinforcement learning is. And mm. it's like kind of scary. Um, but if that, the same way with that rat, like it got that reward once, so it'll keep trying. And AI would keep pressing that button too. Mm. And the same way we would act, where we would just keep going and just keep going, just for maybe. And then maybe you'll match. And sometimes you don't even get a response, and the match just like. Yeah. Or you message and just no response, and it's like. It's like, why did you even match with me in the first place? If you're not going to say anything. It's like, I don't know. I'm frustrated. Like, I do use the dating apps. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like,. I don't know, man. And then you'll get frustrated enough to buy Tinder Gold or yeah. Premium or whatever. And it's whatever makes the most money. Whatever makes money? Yeah, bro. That's why I refuse to buy that shit. I'm like, no, no. But, like, and I've gotten so much better response just talking to girls in person. Like, I think it's like, am I going to meet the love of my life on a fucking app? Like, No. I'll tell you that for a fact. No, I'm not going to meet her on an app. Fuck that. So it's like, why Why am I wasting my time? It's like, to get laid, fine. Okay, yeah, that's a slight possibility. Valid, you got me there. Yeah, okay, fair enough, Tinder. Like, and that has done so much for Tinder, that stigma of, like, this is just a hookup app. It's like, you think that deters young men from downloading Tinder? Like, oh, this app where I can just have sex with women with, like, for free easily? It's like, yeah, I'd never download that. It's like... What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I Whenever bet you, you want to kid yourself. Like, you know, I bet like so many dudes downloaded it because we were like, this new hookup app is going around. It's like, sign me the fuck up. And uh, dude, it's, I don't know. It's rough. What? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I think we were. Oh, that's perfect timing. Anyways. Oh, I think she can hear us. Oh, anyways. Wild. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, that's our three hours. So. It was lovely having you on Tea Time. It was lovely being here. I, I look forward to having you again. Um, any, any closing thoughts that you might have? Um, don't piss off anyone who's good at computer science. Mm, be careful with your data. And don't buy Tinder Premium. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for those words of advice, Ryan. Um, goodbye, everybody. I suppose. <laughs>